0: You're listening to Seahawks Rewind, giving you expert analysis from the Seahawks post game show with former Seahawks Paul Moyer, Ray Roberts, and Robert Turbin. Hear from head coach Pete Carroll and Seahawks
1: players in the locker room. Now, here's your host, Michael Bumpus. Welcome to the Seahawks post game show. A great performance by the Seattle football team beating the Detroit Lions fifty-one to twenty. Nine. Lots of things happened during this game. Tyler Lockett breaks his personal record as far as receiving yards during this game. DK Metcalf breaks his personal record as far as receiving touchdowns. Rashad Penny breaks his personal record as far as single game performances with 170 yards. Russell Wilson looks like the guy that we've grown to love. 20 of 29. Four touchdowns, zero interceptions. As far as the defense goes, Jordan Brooks leads the way with 10 tackles. DJ Reed with eight tackles and two interceptions. Cody Barton steps in for Bobby Wagner, has seven tackles, five solo. I really appreciate what that young man did today. We got a lot to cover. I'll be joined by... Brian Walters, Robert Turbin, we're going to put a bow on this thing. Man, Pete Carroll, we're going to hear from here. Players as they step up to the podium. Jen Mueller with interviews in the locker room. But when we return, we will hear from Steve Rabel, the voice of the Seahawks. All that is next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Seahawks get it done at home, 51-29, to 29, beating the Detroit Lions. An impressive victory offensively, defensively. Special teams even contributed. Myers looked like he's back on track, and now we are joined by the voice. Steve Rabel. I mean, way to send these guys home, man. Last home game at Lumen Field this year. This is the performance we've been waiting on all year, Raves.
2: We really have been. And as, as the old saying goes, and you guys know this, you have to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. It didn't happen a week ago against Chicago. Seahawks should have beaten that, Chicago's Bear, that Chicago Bears team. They did. I think they, they looked at that film last week and said they were embarrassed by that loss, and it wasn't going to happen again, and it surely didn't. They came out. They scored early. They scored often. They put 51 on the board, and, yeah, they gave up 29 uh, and uh, they to a second-string uh, quarterback who moved him up and down the field at times in the second half. But every time the Lions went down and scored, the Seahawks came right back and scored. So, you know, You can do that if you're going to trade touchdowns with a team and you get out on top and the Seahawks find a way to win. Every number that the Seahawks uh, bump needed to have come out their way came out in their favor. Third downs, they were 7 of 12. They had 29 first downs, 497 total yards, 265 of those on the ground. They were plus 3 in turnovers. Everything that you want for your team. That's what happened today for the Hawks.
1: Yeah, Raves, extremely impressive when you uh, watch the game and then you spit the numbers out like that. It really puts it in perspective, man. But I want to look at Russell Wilson, 20 and 29, 236, four touchdowns. But DK Metcalf, six for three touchdowns. Now, not getting the yards that we will like. He eclipsed 60 yards for the first time in a long time. But three touchdowns, got to satisfy number 14, huh?
2: Well, you know what? He had my entire 1978 season right there in three touchdowns. <laughs> So I if I'm him I'm not complaining too much. I'm thinking that's pretty good. But you know, he's so competitive and every time he touches the ball he wants to punch it in the end zone. But I don't know. I just I just Russ just looked so much more on it today. He he missed some throws a week ago that he would desperately want back. And in fact the last couple of weeks, those he didn't miss today. He had one, I think I can count one. That was kind of a low throw away from the receiver. But just about everything else was spot on. Uh, Gave his receivers a chance to make plays for him. That's what you want to do. Uh, And DK Metcalf, certainly the kind of guy that if you just put one guy on him, or sometimes even two, he's going to beat you. And the Seahawks took advantage of that today.
1: You're right, Rabel. Russ looked in complete control. Four touchdowns. Only sacked one time. But. I mean, there was another player who put on a performance, Rashad Penny, 25 carries, 170 yards. The second half, he slowed down a little bit, but did enough in the first half to where the Lions had to respect the run, and I feel like it opened up everything else.
2: Well, it sure did. And, you know, that's what this offense, that's what Pete Carroll football is built around, being able to run the ball. We've talked many times about how the opening game of the season for the Seahawks in Indianapolis seemed to be the perfect kind of combination of run and pass they did everything they wanted to do and they beat the Colts on the road to open this season after that we never really saw that kind of balance again and part of that was because Chris Carson got hurt and Rashad Penny was banged up and couldn't play and so the run element of that game was missing it is back now with Penny and you can see what it means for this offense able to move the ball on the ground I mean you know Goodness gracious, he comes out his first run is like nine yards, and then he rips off a couple of 12 or 15 and then a 20 and then a 15-yard touchdown run, and all of a sudden he's got 75 yards and you're in the end zone. Those are the kind of things that you dream about as a coach, and the Seahawks have found it. Unfortunately, they found it a little late for it to be, well, to get them into the playoffs this season certainly, but it sure bodes well for what's to come uh, with this young man.
1: Yep, got it going late, but better late than never. Raybo, I appreciate you, man. You get home safely. All right, bump you too. All right, great performance by the Seahawks, led by Rashad Penny. Lots more to do when we get back. The Seahawks get it done. Last game at home, 51-29. Seahawks get it done, 51-29 to over the Detroit Lions. A lot of things happened today. As I mentioned, we have the greatest producer in all the land, Asachobi. Hit me with like five or six stats of big moments. I'm going to start you guys off with one. DK Metcalf said a single-season career high in touchdowns with 12. We were concerned about DK going into this game, not getting over 60 yards in weeks. Um, Scored his first touchdown last week since – Halloween. But today, 63 to yards, three touchdowns. He was an
3: emphasis. He got it done. What you see out of DKB, walk, Man, you came in bunches today. Uh, you know, three touchdowns. He got one last week, obviously. But it was good to see just the connection between him and Russ again, especially that first touchdown where they both read the cover zero and let him go over the top and Russ just floated it to him. I mean, those are ones you got to connect on, take advantage when you see the defense. And then, you know, DK doing DK things on the, the one in the back corner where he just Out muscles the guy, you know, goes up and gets it and uses his big body. So it was really, really good to see that.
1: Good to see. Also, good to see Rashad Penny go off. Man, 144 yards in the first half, taper down in the second half, but that's just because they loaded the box and said, "Look, you guys are going to have to throw the rock." Overall, 25 carries, 170 yards, two touchdowns. Thoughts on the youngster, Turbo?
4: Man, what a fantastic game for Rashad Penny. Way to, you know, I mean, it was just amazing to see him. Uh, endured through everything he's been through throughout his career, even just this season alone, uh, overcome some injuries and uh, you know obviously some you know some adversity and things like that, and for him to be able to not only have a great game today, but it was like it was like a build-up, you know. I mean, he had a great game last game and a great game the, the the game before that, and you know credit Seattle for the way that they used him, right? You know, we talked about it in the pregame it was like, man, I would really love to see Rashad get over 20 carries just to see how he he would do. And, man, they really managed his carries. They started off with 12 to 14. Then you started to see him get 16 to 18. And then tonight you see him get over 20 carries and have really the best game of his career. Man, he had runs in the first half of 20, 15 for a touchdown,
1: another run of 23, and then another run of 37 on second down. I mean, when you have that type of explosiveness – you have no choice but to have a big day. And I think we showed the type of pressure that takes off of Russell Wilson when he can hand the football off and have guys in the backfield make huge plays.
4: Yeah, and you know what was great to see in the run game, too, was Rashad, the, the, the connectivity between Rashad and the offensive line. I mean, let's credit the offensive line for what they were doing up front, really creating those gaps and those holes. But then, as a runner, it's our job, once the offensive line gets you past you know, that 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 first and you get to the second level, that first level, you get up to second level. We saw Rashad Penny make people miss, break tackles. I mean, it's really on us to finish those runs, get those extra yardage, and really, uh, you know, turn those potential big runs into big runs and score touchdowns, and that's what you saw Rashad Penny doing today. And everybody uh, was included in that, was involved in that. We talk about receivers making blocks downfield with corners, and safeties, and things like that, and so it was a great overall performance in the run game by everybody on offense.
1: Tyler Lockett had a quiet day, three for 24, but then he sets his own record for receiving yards in a season. Talk about consistency and how hard it is to do that in his league. He also did it without his quarterback for
3: three weeks, so Tyler Lockett overcame some stuff this year as well, B. He's a guy you can always count on, and even today he got in the end zone again, and uh, I think he's been overlooked a little bit this season, like, oh, you know, where's this receiving staff been? But Look at him, setting personal bests, and um, it was like it was nothing to him. But he is such a crafty receiver. The way he moves, the way he runs it, his footwork, and he, he's a big late hands guy. You know, yeah, you, yeah. You, you see that a lot. You know, Russ just throws it over the top, and the DB's kind of looking and, and trying to find out when he can knock that ball out and lock it just real quick with his hands and makes a lot of these tough catches. Third consecutive season
1: over 1,000 yards. The only other player to do that is Steve Largent. and guess what? Both smaller receivers, small receivers stand up. <laughs> Let's go. We got to highlight... DJ Reed also on the defensive side, missed the game last week because of COVID, comes in this game, gets his hands on the football twice, two interceptions. I mean, those are the type of plays that can change the identity of a game.
4: Yeah, and those are also the type of plays, especially at this time of the season, that can really propel you uh, into having an even greater season the following year. And, you know, the secondary was really a question mark going into the season, but you know, if you look at their performance uh, all year long, perhaps they've give, given up a lot of yards, yes. But especially the second half of the season, they've really shown up and shown down. And, and, you know, I won't say shut down, you know, offenses necessarily. But, I mean, we've been able to keep them out of the end zone. And, uh, man, for for the defense and D.J. Reed in particular to get his hands on the ball, that's huge. We talk about, uh, you know, causing turnovers and things like that. That's how you make a, dif- a difference for your defense.
1: It's always unfortunate when you see one of your leaders go down. We saw 54 Bobby Wagner go down. Sounds like he had an issue with his knee. But Cody Barton stepped up, and I don't remember seeing a play thinking, dang, what's Cody doing right there? He filled the gaps. You're not going to get a lot of glory when they're running the football, trying to get in between the tackles. You're taking on double teams. A lot of times you're just forcing things the other way. But, Brian,
3: Cody stepped up and played well in this game today. He did. and um, I mean, Bobby has big shoes to fill, right? And anytime you have to do that, uh, pressure's on. And he stepped in and he had, what, seven tackles, I believe. But the other guy you want to point out is Jordan Brooks. Um, He had 10 tackles in the absence of Bobby. And and he's overshadowed a lot when Bobby's in, right? But when you look at him, he needed, what, six tackles today to break or to be third all time in Seattle season, season sacks, right, to pass Bobby on a couple of those. And, And he got it today. And um, just a really good linebacker c- crew and especially the depth when cody can step in there like that
4: yeah you could tell cody was itching for his opportunity yeah. man i mean he was really excited to have an opportunity to be out there and play linebacker obviously he's hugely effective on special teams and a uh, huge part of those situations for the Seahawks. But to be able to have an opportunity to get on defense, make some tackles, I bet was huge for him today.
1: The thing about Cody Barton was when he first joined this football team, they were like, look, he can, he can play all three linebacker positions. So no matter who's down, who's up, he can step in and do his thing. Turbo, third down. Third These guys down. were seven <laughs> for 12. Holla at
4: me, what you say? <laughs> yeah, man, just great execution. Here's the one thing that I saw offensively. And converting on third down, and we talked about this a little bit at halftime. They were running plays. You saw the you saw the well, I wouldn't call it a fly sweep, but like the fly sweep plays. Then you saw the handoffs off the fly sweep. Then you saw the play action off that handoff. And Russell being able to roll out to the opposite way. So they did a great job running plays and then running other plays off of that play, and it really helped them on third down today.
1: Yes, it looks good. Okay, let's pause 10 seconds to give our network stations a chance to identify themselves here on the Seattle Seahawks radio network.
4: Seattle Seahawks station, Cairo, Cairo Radio. A conversation, breaking news, direct from the sidelines, and where, where the 12s hear the Seahawks. Seahawks. KIRO FM, Tacoma, Seattle.
1: I mentioned a lot of things happened this game as far as personal records. Let's talk about Russell Wilson. Russell tied Dan Marino and Peyton Manning for the most games with at least four touchdown passes, in they players' first 10 seasons in the NFL with 17. I asked for three. He gave us four today. One of them is on a little shovel pass, but, hey, we're not looking at technicalities. It is still a touchdown. Why was Russell
3: able to be effective today, B? You saw him spreading it out to everybody, I think completions were uh, he had completions of nine different receivers today and when you can do that and the defense just sits on their heels the whole game because they don't know who he's going to all right let me hop in there b we got Pete carroll at the podium right now
5: um that was a uh, really an complete ball game uh, across the board guys played great i really excited that the way uh, we came out we made a big deal about these last two games and and uh uh, and this one in particular, because this is the one we had. And uh, I told the guys in the locker room that the way that they approached it, um, focus-wise, the juice that they brought in pregame uh, in the locker room, and they it was it was really fun what to watch and then to go play like that and be out you know that far at halftime was was a really a nice accomplishment and a nice nice day's work there's a million things to talk about in the game you guys ask, ask the questions um, but uh, I, I think you got to talk about the offensive line if you can see how the offensive line have worked have worked with uh, Rashad here in the last month and uh, it's really that they, they, they played really well and they blocked stuff to give him a chance to get going and then Rashad ran like crazy again Somebody asked me last during the week. What does Rashad Penny have to do? You know to whatever he's gonna go play again and uh, that's all we got to do is get him back out there again He looked great again today, and uh, so it's a big boost. It's a big boost You can see the rhythm that it gives our offense um, The balance that it gives our offense to be able to be that explosive and you know he, he looked great again um, so um, uh, Russ got had four touchdowns today. Uh, DK had three touchdowns. DK looked great. I, I mentioned, I don't know if I would mention it to you guys s- straight up, but uh, DK had a great week of preparation, and in the one day that he really worked, could work full speed, had a great day, and it just looked like looked like a great player on the practice field. And and it was interesting that that he looked so good again today, and he carried it across, and, and uh, I'm really proud of him. It's, it's it's been a hard year in in terms of preparation, and uh, it really showed up today, and and. Uh, with a lot of other guys as well. Um, to get the, foot, uh, the football like we did, you know, the defense to, to get uh, three takeaways, takeaways—that's a beautiful thing, man. It was awesome. A great day for uh, for DJ Reed. Had uh, two great picks. Um, and uh, Ugo really, uh, you know, in the right place at the right time, makes the play. I don't know what happened to the football on the way to the touchdown, but uh, um, it still was great to get three, three turnovers. And the offense, again, didn't turn the ball over. I, I don't know, nine or 10 times this year, we've, we've thrown a goose egg on, on offense. And that's, I don't know if we've ever done better and so, uh, that's a, you know, it showed up and was really helpful in, in getting the win today. Um, also, also, um, I thought Jason Myers had a great game today. Jay J- had a great football game today. Hit everything. He had uh, six PATs. He had three, three good field goals and kicked the heck out of the football out of the end zone all day long. Um, that was a just a you know, perfect day for him. And, uh, it was great to see that happen. So. How's Bobby? Um, Bobby sprained his knee and uh, he's got an mri coming up at uh, this this afternoon this evening so we'll see it, it didn't it was not initially wasn't like didn't look obviously really bad but we we'll, you know we don't know that we'll wait and see was he close at all to coming back in the game yeah he was going to come back in the game he did go back in you saw him go back in and then then we got him back out and took him back inside just to make sure and just you know he, he just felt like it was better to not go and you know, make sure that we know what's going on with it instead of just going back on the field again him cut. Yeah, he ran back onto the field for what would have been the next play. And did you guys pull him off or did he? Come he off? had to. He couldn't go back in on that play uh, because he was. The timeout was caused by him, so um, he had to wait a play, and then we waited to play, and we, that was enough time to, yeah, cooler or has prevailed or whatever, and, and we figured it out. So I'm glad we took care of him.
6: I know you'll probably need to watch the film to answer this, but
3: how you, do you feel about the way Cody Barton played, stepping in?
5: For- yeah, I, I, I need to see the film. Thank you. Yeah, I, I do need to see the film. I, I, I can't tell you, but I know he handled everything really well. He was calling the whole the whole line of scrimmage and, and the, the huddle calls and all of that. Um, I proud that he had a chance. I think he had six or seven tackles in, in the game as well. Um, again, Brooksie had a bunch, but um, it was great that he got a chance to play and jump in there and, and, and uh, fill in for Bobby.
0: Russell was playing with a glove on his front on his hand a little bit. Well, I guess the did Just did
5: it during the week and, and liked it, so it stayed with it.
0: Pete, you kind of alluded to this at the beginning, but for you, get, for your team, just the way they came out and played, after last week you had eliminated from the playoffs, you haven't been in this position a lot. What did it tell you about your guys, the way they responded? Uh, yeah,
5: I'm I'm really um, thrilled thrilled to see them respond like that, But, but mostly because they had so much fun today. They really had a great time today. They were really jacked about it. They were going to go out and get it. We talked about it being, you know, we had two games, playoff games. It was like our NFC championship game, you know, and and uh, trying to get to the Super Bowl in Arizona, you know, kind of thing. And we had some fun with it, used our imagination a little bit. I don't know how serious they took it, but I was I was scrambling. And uh, But we had fun with it, and they really they really met the challenge of the day, you know, and, and uh, played like we should have played. Played really good today.
6: Was that the best Russell's
5: look to you since he's been back? Um, I don't know that. I thought, he, I thought he did well. You know, He, he did great. He had uh, a good opportunity. There's a lot of rhythm stuff in, in this game, a lot of tempo stuff that he he handled really well and um, made, was able to change some things and fix some things really well. I mean, he's, had, he's had a lot of good games this year. You said all along how important you felt
3: the need for balance is for your offense and what you want to do. How has the last four games
5: I don't really need to show you guys but, but that's what it looks like and that's that's what we're, we're, we're working towards and that when you play like that you play you can play great football and it, it, I mean, we've done it for a lot of years and, and when we were really at our very best we were at our most balanced and uh, that's maybe hard to, to you know to get excited about or whatever which I don't care whether you do or not it's just that that's a great way to play this game and uh it, it suits everything. Look at all the all the play passes we got to run today, you know, and, and how that all fit together, and made it hard on the opponent. That's um, it's great ball. I Shane had a great day today and called it beautifully.
2: A variety of plays and disguises today was the best you had. What went into this week?
5: We had 71 plays today. That we had another 25 plays and we've been getting. Seriously, we had so many more opportunities. These plays are in the plan all to, all along, but it, it, when you're scrambling to, you know, to stay on the field, you don't get to flow in the way you'd like to. It, it's the flow. You earn the, the opportunity to have that kind of flowing up and opportunity by making first downs. We what, what were we on, on third down, seven for twelve or something like that. Yeah, I mean that's that's that's, that's how it works. So. Um, I did. I did think it did show up, though. You know that you, you saw the little change up down on the goal line. Saw a nice little around at the end of the game. Um, there was a number of really cool plays today. Um, Homer had one on a, on a kind of a counter, naked counter, and, and there was a lot of really cool things. But those are things we haven't. We always have them. We just need more opportunities, and that's what you know controlling the ball and getting first downs does for you and um, it's just been it's been really frustrating that you haven't been able to see it but uh, because it's there and we're capable of being like this and and uh, it's been a and also I think one of the things let's give credit to uh, Rashad Penny has been a big factor he's looked great he's just looked great in running the football and and uh, I'm so fired up for him and and for us and and uh, I mean he's leaving no doubt I mean he's He's explosive. You know, he weighs 236 pounds. You know, the, the program says something else. He's 236. He's a load to tackle and he's running through tackles. He's bouncing off guys. Uh, and then he uses his burst and, and the, the quick feet, the, the touchdown run. Um, I mean, there's about three different carries in, in this game that were exquisite. And so, you now I'm just fired up for us. I
0: don't know how much you can evaluate line play just stop watching but phil haynes film and yeah time.
5: yeah I'm, I'm you know f- thanks johnny I, I didn't say that i should have mentioned that uh that phil got his chance you know today and, and did a, a really good job he's a physical tough kid and he's you know he's really one of our guys in the system knows what he's doing and and showed that today and uh that's a really good illustration of him hanging with it and waiting for the opportunity and taking advantage of it it
0: seems like a couple chances- had to play. He's done pretty well. That's right. Kind of That's right. I mean, he's a big
5: man yourself. and he plays tough and strong and he just the way we like him, you know, and, and uh, I mean, he's almost a, a spitting image of, of what Gabe has, you know, and uh, size wise and the strength and the power that they have and um, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Did you,
0: did you know when you guys took a knee there that one more score
5: would have been a score me oh, It would have been one of those deals? Yeah. Oh, really? You no, I, I, no, I, I didn't. I didn't know that. If I would have known that, we still would have taken a knee. <laughs>
7: Yeah. You talked quite a bit about the impact that Adrian has had on Rashad. Are you surprised that a guy could have that big an impact and, and he was only practicing for, what was it, one week?
5: Yeah, I, I thought it was it was, um, it was startling. It was so obvious. I just I, It was so obvious. That, and Adrian was there on the sideline today and was all jacked up and having fun and cheerleading and all that. Um, I was really, I've never seen like that. Let me give you a little bit of credit. When Marshawn came back the first week, um, he had a big impact, and it was they were totally different guys, obviously. And as they as they reenter, and different stories and all that, but Marshawn had a big impact too, you know. And, and sometimes, you know, those those special players, they they can affect guys in ways that. That's why the teams they play on are always successful too, you know, because they help the people around them play better. And uh, you've got to give a lot of credit to you know to AD and what what he's stood for and what he's been able to you know in the eyes of our younger players from you know, all the years past and all that. And we're lucky we got a chance to visit with them.
3: What do you think it is that is rubbing off on other players like Rashad or Adrian?
5: Um, the, the, the first thing is you know, they kinda, they're kind of in awe of him anyway, and then the way he worked. That's what it was. Every step he took was full speed flying around, he, and he looked great. And, and it was just like, we all just, holy cow, you know, and, and, and then did the next play, and then the next play. And it just, we only had a couple, three days of practice with him, and, and uh, he made that impression that quickly. And it was that obvious. It, it, there's no mistaking what happened, That he he influenced a ton of people, myself included. I felt the same thing. I like, this is what it's like being around a great player. And, uh, and he, he just kind of just jumped out at you.
3: What happened to Will Disley?
5: Uh, he banged his heel. He's got a heel bruise or something. We're not sure what it is right now. Heel.
0: You mentioned Jason. He also had
5: the tackle. Oh, yeah. That was a good hit, too. That was a good hit. That shouldn't didn't need to happen. But uh, he had a huge day today. And j was shoot man. He was on it. Do you know what happened to Tony Carenti? Yeah. Um, matter of fact, he, he got bruised up a little bit. Uh, the, I think the running back, he, he, he turned and again the running back took off and ran, put his helmet right in the back of his head. And he got smacked. And uh, so um i thought he i thought he you know he looked pretty tough now you know are in there pretty good and t- taken the he came off there with a big smile on his face to don't be, don't he, he didn't want me to give him any any uh any gaff about it so uh he's a tough guy it's
0: just one david how much does this reaffirm the blueprints here the, the, especially offensively the, the,
5: yeah. the way to reaffirm, I don't, you guys you, you you be the judges of that well, I, don't, I don't need to reaffirm it you, you guys reaffirm it well, i'm like asking it. you is this is what we're supposed to look like. This, this is what we're supposed to look like. Yeah, this is the way we're supposed to play. We're supposed to get the football off the opponent. Uh, we're supposed to run the football and own, own, own the line of scrimmage so that we can do all of the things that our offense is is structured to do and play off our special teams. You know, and uh, our special teams came through in a big way again. You know, we had a good return from from DJ and Freddie had a good return. It got called back, and just a lot of positive stuff um, across the board.
3: Had to play, you've had to play musical chairs at the cornerback position for a good portion of the season, especially the last couple of weeks. Uh, how pleased have you been seeing
6: guys like Michael Jackson come in, get two pass breakups today? It just yeah. seems like every guy that comes in. I want
5: to I want to give credit to John going back to when we. if he's, Realized when we started landing guys, started getting corners in here. You know, he was concerned about it, and and bless Austin didn't get a chance to play today, but uh, he was one of the guys. We, we've we brought in a lot of new faces uh, to try to give us some depth at that position, and uh, we needed everybody. <laughs> we needed everybody today. Johnny Reed had to come out, and and, uh, and yeah, I think he got hit in the head a little bit, and uh, for Michael to jump up, you know, Mike found out he was going like yesterday afternoon. You know, he didn't even know until we had the, uh, the report on Sydney. So. I mean, all of those guys we've been through this year—it's been—it's—it's it's been a challenge. And and, and uh, but I'm saying, John, John had the foresight to, to realize that uh, we're going to need some some extra guys, and he was right.
3: How's DJ Dallas?
5: Um, he got a thigh bruise. He got hit on a, on that kickoff return.
7: Did Sidney test positive?
5: Yes. He was the the lone unvaccinated guy on the club, you know, and unfortunately.
0: Seem like Bobby's knee would keep
5: him out of the finale next week. I don't know that. Yeah, it's kind of really, I, we, we get get through tonight. I, I'm the, I didn't see it, but I, I understand that he got in the splits, you know, and it was a really kind of a, I'm sure a most threatening feeling position, and, and he was unsure what happened and what took place there, and and uh, he sorted it out and came running off and like a stud that he is, and went back in, you know, and so uh, I'm really glad that we took care of him and kept him out.
2: Anything else? Thank you. All right.
5: That was your head coach,
1: Pete Carroll, with today's win. He passes Bill Cower for sole possession of 19th place in the NFL's all-time coaches win list with 162. Sign your kid up today for the Seahawks Junior 12 Kids Club. The free youth fan club is open to all kids under the age of 12. Kids will have access to activities, virtual content, and so much more. Join the team online at Seahawks.com Junior 12s. When we come back, we will – oh, let's go back to the podium. We got DK, three touchdowns. Holla us, DK.
8: Um heard we were going helmets thursday we haven't gone helmets in like five weeks so i figured they were cutting players so i wasn't gonna be the one that they were gonna cut so, so i decided to show my ass a little bit at practice i'm sorry, say that again i decided to show my ass a little bit at practice so How
9: was that to kind of do a flex in practice
8: oh no, it was good it's good showed them that you know you you can't cut me because i'm still good are
0: you, are you half joking or is they when they went helmets that's what
8: you thought no uh, that's what i thought like really? in my head yeah yeah, they ain't gone helmets in like five weeks, so yeah, that's what I thought.
0: How has that foot been managing
8: that all year? Has um, I mean it's been pretty good. Um, me practicing once a week and then uh the walkthroughs has been helpful. Uh just really focusing on my mental game, um, this year. When did that was that at the beginning of
2: the season?
8: So? Yeah, like around week four or five. Yeah. Has
0: that been hard though to get the same kind of rhythm or whatever with
6: Russell
8: not practicing that much uh, no sir. I don't think so. Um I mean me and Russ practice a lot during the off season, so you know, when something like this happens during the season, it shouldn't be a hiccup. Do
6: you think it's something that's going to require surgery?
8: Uh, we'll get, we'll find
6: that out uh, at the end of the
8: season.
0: Pete yeah. was just saying, like, this is how we're supposed to look is the way he phrased it. Did, did that game feel like, like what you expect this offense can be?
8: Right. Uh, yes, sir. Um, everybody was touching the football. Um, you know, you got Freddie, Tyler, Gerald. i seen a stat that said like nine different receivers caught the ball today. So, I mean, that's how... The offense should look. Everybody's, you know, positive, getting positive yards. And uh, the running backs are uh, doing good. O-line's blocking the ass off. So that's how it's supposed to look. Why, why
0: hasn't it looked like that,
8: do you think? Um, I don't know. You tell me. I think we've been watching the same game. Uh, we've had a couple of hiccups, uh, you know, during the year. Um, you know, one or two plays, a missed block here. I mean, football's the ultimate team game, so everybody has to be clicking every play um, for, for this thing to roll.
0: Has this season been been frustrating
8: for you at all, or how do you kind of... Um, I would say around seven, eight, nine was frustrating, but, you know, you start to accept your role on the offense and on the team, and, you know, you start to mature a little bit um, and, you know, figure out that this is a team game, like I just said, and, you know, you can't be selfish or you can't want the ball every play uh, because, you know, you got 10 other guys out there, you know, fighting their ass off every play. So I wouldn't say frustrating, but a a lot of growth uh, for me this year
0: what's it been like just to kind of fight against it offensively and taking until like this game this for you guys
8: to kind of put together a performance like this offensively? I mean, it's great. Um, you know, like you said, we, we fought all year, uh, you know, we've come out on the, on the bad side of the games uh, most of the time this year, but just for us to, you know, that was a, a very good team out there um, that the Lions, the Lions uh, were in just to do that, what we did to them on offense, defense, and special teams was was very refreshing.
0: The uh the, the, the third down play where they blitzed and Russell the back just did you kinda know he was coming
8: to him there or what was going on I actually there? thought it was going to Tyler. Uh Tyler or Gerald. But uh I looked up and I seen the ball and I kinda figured, you know, it was it was a zero blitz.
3: You guys have had you guys had championship aspirations entering the season. You had to maybe pinpoint the main reason you guys weren't able to accomplish those goals, what would you say it was?
8: Uh, it sounds like a peak question. I don't get paid that much to pinpoint mistakes, man. DK okay,
0: you- you passed Joey Galloway for most receiving yards and touchdowns for receivers first three seasons here. Do those individual stats mean a lot to you, or is it just
8: more the wins? No. We've been losing, so no, this shit don't matter.
5: Anything else? Thank sir. Thank you.
1: All right, that was D.K. Metcalf. Man, we got a lot more to do when we return. We're going to get analysis from Brian Walters and Robert Turbin. That's next on the Seahawks Radio Network.
2: Russ under center. The turn in hand to Penny. Straight ahead. And he bounces in for his second. Touchdown, Seahawks! just tosses the ball matter-of-factly into the stands he's got two scores he was almost not touched again the offensive line just knocking people back on their heels but penny just accelerates through and the seahawks
1: lead 16 nothing rashad penny had himself a day that 170 yards were the most by seahawk running back since thomas Rawls did it versus cincinnati that was back on october 11th in 2015 all right, let's go to the podium. We got Cody Barton rocking a nice cowboy hat. He's live.
6: Yeah, um, I said earlier, you know, you, you hate to see someone go down, especially Bobby being our leader and, you know, just the center and rock of our defense. But, um, you know, once I saw him go down, you know, I, just, I knew I was going to go in and just, you know, I was just excited to be out there and um, just to be able to compete and just play some football. But, you know, like I said, it just you know what, you don't want to see guys go down, you know what I mean?
0: That's really the first time you played a lot of middle linebacker with the Seahawks, right? That was, yes. You, oh, yeah. Yeah, first time. Yeah. Yeah.
6: What, what was that like? I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun to be honest. You know, I, I just love being out there playing football and just being with the team and just being able to compete out there. It's it's awesome. You
3: were you relaying the calls? To everyone or was at Jordan.
6: No, that was me. Yeah, I had the mic, <coughs> and so that was pretty cool. You did that in
3: Carolina
6: two months, right? Or- yeah, for like, for like a series or something. My rookie year, yeah. Would you consider that where you're most comfortable in that role? At Mike? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel most comfortable at Mike and, uh, yeah. With no playoffs or anything, what are you
3: guys playing
6: for at this point? Um, playing for each other is the biggest thing. You know, we talk about it every week and, you know, whatever the media saying or whatever the record, you know, displays of this team, I don't think it reflects who we are as, as a team. And so our biggest thing is we just play for each other. You know, every play we're gonna be, we're gonna be out there going hard for each other. What What was it kind of like defensively,
0: just having to kind of regroup after seeing Bobby go down on the first play, and how do you kind of handle that in the moment when the guy who's been such a key part is, is no longer out there?
6: Yeah, you know, seeing him go down initially, you know, I think it was the first play of the game, and just it's a big thing for our defense. You know, like I said earlier, you know, Bobby's the, the leader of our defense and stuff, and so um, when he went down, you know, we just had to regroup as a defense and. And um, you know, just be out there playing for him and playing for each other.
5: Cody, the psychology of playing a team that goes on fourth down so many times. I mean, how do you put that into play? You just play every down and just third, fourth,
6: and on you go. Yeah, going to this week, we knew it was a four down team, and so and I think they were on, on, rec- on pace to break the record for the most fourth downs in the season. So. Um, you know, normally you play a team and it's, and it's you know, you win third down and, and here comes the punt return team and their punt team comes on. But normally they're a fourth down team. We knew it was going to be a four down game. And so you went on third down, well, we got to win again on fourth down and get off the field.
7: Probably had not
5: missed a single snap to this point this season. What's that like for you playing behind a guy who is that durable?
6: Um, I mean, I, mean it turns- I, I learned a lot from him just, you know, how to take care of your body and just how to play the game. And um Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing that he was he's so durable, especially at his age and stuff and just, you know, a master of taking care of his body and just every day, you know, doing things to improve his game, improve his body and his mental everything. So I've learned a lot from him over the past three years and, um, you know, I'm praying for him.
0: Cody, you've been here a while now. You've kind of had to wait your turn behind Bobby and KJ. Is is it tough to kind of stay ready all the time for moments like these when the opportunities haven't always been
6: there? Um, Honestly, no. You know, it has been three years, but... You know, from KJ, my rookie year and last year, and then also behind Bob. you know, they taught me so much and, and I'm always asking them the questions and just and just their examples as well, just learning from all the, from those guys, you know. You've had a lot
2: of turnover in the secondary. How much pressure does that put on the rest of the defense? How much does that change? What you guys have to do to have so many new players in
6: the secondary? You are staying with guys like secondary going down and stuff and you guys? Um you know, it's just it's similar to the situation I was in today, just that just comes with guys getting ready and preparing in the week like they're going to be the starter. And so in the unfortunate event, if someone does go down, they're ready to play and step up and do their do their job, you know?
2: Did you see Wagner bolt onto the field during the timeout? Did you I did, up? yeah. Did you, know, you knew probably he had to come off because of the injury timeout.
6: Yeah, they said in the mic that he had to stay off for one play because of the injury, and so then I thought he was going to come back on, but he never did. But um, yeah, when he started to come back on, I thought he was, I thought he was good. Were you looking over your shoulder thinking, Um, I wasn't necessarily looking over my shoulder. I was just, if he came in, he was going to come grab me and and we were going to sub it out. But, um, yeah, he never came back in. Anything else? Thank you, sir. Thanks. Appreciate you guys. appreciate
1: you. That was Cody. Barton stepped in for Bobby Wagner today. Ended up with four tackles, one tackle for loss, and one quarterback hit. And that is the life of a backup. You never know when your number's going to be called. You have to be locked in every snap of the game. It happened early for Cody Barton. What's the mentality of a guy coming off the bench and replacing a guy like Bobby Wagner in Turbo?
4: Yeah, it's just about, you know, preparing like a starter, uh, being prepared as if you are the guy. And, uh, you know, for me, it was, you know, playing behind Marshawn Lynch. And so, you know, I had to prepare every single day as if I was going to get 20, 25 carries in the game. And there were opportunities you know, for me, there there were games I had to start, you know, because Marshawn was, you know, maybe it's, he had a stomach flu or something like that, and uh, he wasn't quite ready to play yet, wasn't coming out of the locker room, and so, you know, here I am, you know, on the field, getting starting the game, getting the, the, the first carry, and, you know, that happened multiple times, and so uh, it, it's more than just, you know, being prepared, it, it, it's preparing like a starter, it's like Cody mentioned, learning, you know, from the guy in front of you who's normally so durable and so reliable, and you take from that you learn from that you figure out what those guys are are, are doing and you you incorporate it into you know your everyday uh, preparation now brian my first time getting a
1: start i remember i was on practice squad i've actually i was actually in pullman at a at a football game and i saw nate burleson go down in buffalo so i had time to get my mind ready like okay if they're gonna call on me to play this week uh, what was your first experience like getting out there
3: uh, I was, uh, especially in Seattle, well, actually, I had it right away in, in San Diego. I was behind Patrick Creighton, um, you know, 11-, 12-year vet, one of the best. But he went down in preseason early, and I was the next guy to step up. And the, what I would tell young guys throughout my career is the worst thing you can do is, is get in there and not know what you're doing, yeah. not be prepared, right? And, and that's what's going to get you out of the league faster than anything. And so if you're that one chance you get that shot, you're not ready, it's next guy up after you. And it's so easy for coaches to forget about you. So it's, it's you have to prepare like you're going to play because it is your job, right? It, it is your job, and it's what you've uh, worked for your entire life, so you can't throw that moment out.
1: There are a few positions on the football field where you have to know what you're doing and what everyone else is doing quarterback center mike backer and i'll throw a safety in there as well he gets yep. everyone lined up so for cody to come off the bench and be locked in get the mic in his ear i mean like you mentioned turbo he is preparing like he is the starter every single week knowing he's playing behind a guy who never misses game so for him to step in and for us not to be highlighting his mistakes says that he
4: did exactly that he prepared 100 you can tell that uh Man, the separations and the preparations what, what our coach used to say. But you can tell that he was prepared for this moment, and he prepared himself as if he was Bobby, and he was going to be the starter, and he was going to call the defense and, and be out there uh, putting guys in position uh, to be successful. And, man, it's really cool when a guy gets, gets an opportunity, uh, especially at that position, uh, to be able to respond the way that he did um, and play so well. So, uh, man, big, you know, take, I take my hat off to Cody for the way he performed today.
1: Yeah, today um, really show – because is rookie year. He got a lot of burn. Then he kind of fizzled out a little bit. Mm-hmm. The draft Jordan Brooks, so he's waiting in the wings. Nice to see Cody Barnes step up when his number is called. Today's game is brought to you by Snoqualmie Casino. Make 2022 the year to get out and enjoy top entertainment at Snoqualmie Casino. Get your tickets today for Aaron Lewis, Melissa's Etheridge, and more. Tickets available at snocasino.com, Seattle's closest – Snoqualmie Casino. All right, when we get back, we're here for more guys at the podium and interviews from Jim Mueller. That is next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Blitz
2: is coming to
1: throw up over the top.
2: DK in the end zone. Touchdown Seahawks. The protection wasn't perfect because the blitz was coming, but Russ just backed up and laid a little teardrop over the top. And D.K. Metcalf was right there to catch it. A 13-yard touchdown reception. And it is great to see
1: Metcalf back in the end zone again. And the Seahawks now lead 23-7. to Metcalf had himself a day today. The Hawks win 51-29. This is the first time they scored 50 points since December 16, 2012. When you see this amount of points being scored, what does that mean offensively,
3: b <laughs> I mean, everything was working. Finally, it all came together. Um, I they punted one time, and that was the first drive of the game. And I'm sitting there in the press box, going, "Oh boy, here we go." They, they three and out like that, and then not Michael Dixon did not get back on the field after that, which is pretty impressive. And uh, I mean, they they had their way with the Lions. Whatever they wanted, they were running the ball. It, it was it was Seahawk football. It's run, run, play action. Get Russ moving out of the pocket, find his playmakers, and they. Had no problem moving the ball. It was fun to watch. Yeah,
1: that first drive was scary. They go three and out. They try to run the, they try a boot on the very first play. Then they try to run the football and then hit a player in the flat. I'm thinking the same thing you're thinking. I'm like, "Oh, man, here we go." But they found a way to get things going on their second drive. They go nine plays, 71 yards, highlighted by a big run by Penny 20 yards, then a 15-yard run. Also, they convert it on two third downs. Mm-hmm. If you want to know the recipe for an offense having success, explosive plays, good on third down.
4: Yeah, you got to convert on third down because that's where you get your rhythm. You know, if you're con- if you're continuing to convert on third down, that means you're keeping the ball. That means you're allowing yourself to be able to create and find that rhythm offensively, and that's really how you score a bunch of a, a bunch of points. To answer your question, uh, But uh, combined with field position from the special teams combined with defense making plays three takeaways i think our defense had would put put which, which put our offense in great position uh, to be able to score you know combined with executing in the red zone you know scoring touchdowns in the red zone instead of settling for field goals right those are things and plays that we were able to make today that we haven't seen on a consistent basis all season, but it doesn't matter. Today the plays were made and we we're able to execute and make a lot of and score a lot of points.
1: Alright, a man who made a lot of plays Rashad Penny. Let's go to him live at the podium.
3: You've ripped off six runs of twenty five or more yards the last four games. Can you remember ever having a time where you had this much success with explosive runs?
7: Um <clears throat> no nah, not really. Um again, um I don't think them guys out there get as much credit. You know, the old line, it's, it's, it's been a few games where, you know, you see increases creases and you've seen they come in and come in. And, um, you know, just us putting together all weekend practice and then, you know, resulting here on the field. I mean, we, we do this night and night out. And, um, you know, I wouldn't want to be with anybody else. You know, this team, this offense. So, you know, it means a lot, you know, having them guys. And then, you know, my job is easy. It's a big hole there. All you got to do is hit it.
0: I have this maybe every week, few weeks. How gratifying is this to just keep being able to do this every
7: week and try to show everybody that you can do I mean, um, again, I'm thankful. You know, I'm just blessed. I'm happy to be uh, standing back up here again. Um, but you know, uh, I, I really, I really be trying to like focus little on injuries because you know, just something you don't want to think about. You know, as a human and playing a sport and you know, going out and putting on a show for people. You know, it could be kind of can 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 ruin. You know. Um, the thought process of us as athletes. So I mean, um, I'm thankful and I'm and I'm happy to be here.
2: How has this last month changed your thinking of where you'll be next year? And do you think
7: you've earned your place? Or... I really haven't been thinking about it. I've just been going out there playing ball, um, praying, and uh, you know, just giving everything to God. And you know, just just um, trying to do whatever it takes to help this team win. I think that's the important thing. And um, uh, last thing I'm worried about is you know, off season.
0: How much did this game feel like? what you think this offense should look like in terms of just the
7: balance the big plays everything um it's just the finish part you know that's the whole thing and i think today we show we can finish uh there's that offense explosive you know Led led behind Russ, and uh you know all the good receivers tyler dk you know freddie and then you know um you know we got a stable of backs who can do this night and night out you know i think um we got we got a very great offense you know i think the part was just finishing and um you know we, we we did what we said we were going to do this week
0: pete's talked to us about
7: the impact he feels like adrian peterson has had on you what, what about seeing him
5: or his presence what about that impact i
7: mean when you have a guy you know who's <laughs> been running in the league for so long and you knows on the verge of hall of fame and you know um it's, it's it honestly gives gives you a boost and you want to mimic everything that you see him do so um, kind of have the same similar type of injury. So I kind of tore his ear off with all the questions I've asked, but I mean, he, he said, he said it helped and it worked, but, uh, having him and then seeing him work and walk through, which is a walkthrough and, um, watching him practice and then watching how he prepared for game. It honestly saved a lot of our running backs. And, you know, we, we happy that he came in and was a leader from day one. And he, uh, he continued to lead, and I think that's something that we missed in the running back room with Chris being gone. And, um, you know, uh, uh, I'm, I, I can't thank him enough, and, you know, I'm happy to have him around, and I wish he can continue to be around.
0: What does it tell you that, he, you know, he played one game, he's hurt, he's on injured reserve now ending this season, mm-hmm. but he's still on the sideline that involved today and kind of still into it with a new team
7: like that? That just shows you who he is as a person. You know, I'm pretty sure in Minnesota, or Detroit, wherever he was in his career, he he always just believed in this team. And I think when he first came in, you know, his his whole mindset was, "We about to go to the playoffs. We about to win every single game, and um, we're we're going to do it with this group right here." And um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of things don't happen. But you know, having him around, it it kind of got this run game going and got our attitude going of who we are as an offense. And um, I'm happy, you know, to, to be a part of that. And I'm pretty sure everybody else is too.
0: Of course, you want to win as many games as you can, but to finish out with a win here at home in front of the
7: fans, and how important was that for you guys? I mean, I, th- I think it shows that, you know, we really cares about football. I think a lot of people think, you know, oh you know, they, they, they want to lose it out or, you know, do whatever it takes. But nah, um, us in that building, we love football. and We're going to continue to keep doing things just like it's a championship week. And that's how our approach was all week, um, championship week and just doing things right. And you've seen everybody click at practice all week and um it turned out to be an amazing game today but
2: what peterson told you what stuck
7: the most <laughs> it's the same thing you know you you which one is your knee? you attack them before they attack you so it's always just in the back of my head but just making plays and you know again just doing whatever it takes to win games thank you
5: i appreciate it, I got it. Thanks, man.
1: That was running back Rashad Penny, 170 yards, has eight plays of 20-plus this season. Say 12s, want the latest on the Seahawks? We have you covered with the Seahawks Insider Podcast, hosted by Jim Mueller and John Boyle. They break down all the latest news and preview the next Seahawks opponent. Listen to all the latest episodes on seahawks.com slash podcast. You can also subscribe to all Seahawks Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. When we return, we will hear from QB1 Russell Wilson as he steps up to the podium, Hawks get a done 51-29
2: takes a snap fumbles it picks it up looks throws tips it up ball is intercepted Reed coming down the near side steps out of bounds the Seahawks on the first defensive play of the second half pick off Boyle who fumbled the snap hurriedly threw it ball was tipped up by Reed and then he catches it and takes off and the Seahawks are looking
1: to score again here to start the second half DJ Reed had himself a day, not one, but two interceptions. He is live at the podium now. Yeah.
10: yeah, so, like, I just bailed, and I just seen the ball on the ground, and, like, I was like, is he going to throw it? And he threw it, and I was like, okay. So I tipped it, and then, like, luckily, like, the tip was, like, to me because I could have tipped it and somebody else could have picked it, but I would have been happy still regardless, but it was good to get that pick. What was the
11: challenge of covering St. Brown today? You know that they were going to go to him. You had him in your sights, and then it, he still found
10: ways to get yards. Yeah, it's kind of like when we played the Packers. Like We knew Devontae Adams was going to get at least like 10-plus targets. Um, we talked about him, um, but we didn't really talk about him as getting 12, 14 targets. So, uh, you know, as the game went on, we started realizing, hey, nowhere where 14's at, he's getting the ball. So he had a great game, though. The total number of yards
11: given up, and, and a lot of those came in the second half. Is that something that you can put aside because of the points that were scored and just kind of the
10: way that game went or not so much? I mean, me personally, like, I definitely want to fix it. Like, we definitely had things that are super fixable um, as far as, like, mental errors, um, blowing some coverages, like, things that are totally coachable that we have to, you know, figure out for this year and next year. So the the great thing about it is they're coachable. Like, we just got to, you know, slow down, read your cues, and play smart football. Else, thanks
1: thank you that was dj reed the very first play of the second half he tips the ball up to himself gets possession the hawks go on a short drive then later later in the game he has another interception nice to see a guy who didn't play last week get on the field and make plays turbo
4: yeah absolutely man and you know Give hats off to him for the, the mental aspect of the game, right? That's that comes from studying the film and obviously you gotta go out there, you gotta win your one-on-one matchups, man. But you saw a couple of those plays that he made, those interceptions came from zone coverage and just reading the quarterback and understanding what they're trying to do offensively and then being able to make a jump on the football and get the ball in his hands. And listen, it's one thing to be able to cover guys and, and maybe, you know, perhaps shut a guy down or keep him out of the game, but it's another uh, to be able to get your hands on the football Uh, and give another possession essentially steal another possession for your offense and that's what we saw from dj reed today when we were evaluating dbs the start of the season that's one of the things that we were really looking for not only guys who could guard at the position but guys who can make plays at the position and steal some possessions for your offense
1: not too many defensive backs with great hands you know you go Dion, ed reed dj is showing that he's got some ball skills. And as soon as he joined the ball club a year or two ago, he showed that as well. Um, We talked about Cody Barton being ready to go coming off of the bench. How about DJ Reed not practicing, being on the COVID list, getting working this week and making plays, B? I
3: mean, it just shows to where this team's at as far as, um, you know, they're not giving up on anything, right? You know, each game they're going to treat it like it's the Super Bowl. And you just you love to see that from from guys. And uh, DJ, I mean, to open the second half with the interception, I mean, you know, the Seahawks finishing has been the problem, right? The second half, and that was the perfect start for for them to. He just kept the momentum and uh, started the second half the way they needed to, and the offense was able to punch it in.
1: I know we're focusing on DJ Reed, but Michael Jackson, Pete Carroll said, look, he didn't know he was going to play until what yesterday afternoon or something like that man those are the type of stories i love because those guys have just shown like look i'm gonna prepare and i'm gonna make some plays michael jackson was out there flying around turbo
4: yeah man welcome to the nfl i mean that is the nature of this business man guys come and go and when you're when your number is called and you get your opportunity you got to be ready man i mean when you're out there practicing it may seem like it's for nothing but Uh, it's for something, especially when the opportunity presents itself, man. And so, you know, huge credit to Michael Jackson. That's a great name, by the way. Yes, it is. Uh, (laughs) I I can only imagine the number of jokes he's had throughout his life. Uh, But man, got an opportunity to play for the Seahawks tonight, man. And uh, uh, happy to see it. Uh, defensively we saw Tim Boyle he's underdressed a little
1: bit he was 22 of 37 two touchdowns three interceptions that was the type of game that we were expecting from this defense with a guy under center who has a history of turning the ball
3: over b yeah and the t- turnovers have been hard to come by uh for the Seahawks defense lately and so it was good that they got the three interceptions and and obviously with time of possession um that's huge you know you, interception get the offense back on the field where they can do work and that's where a lot of that comes from and the defense has not been uh creating those turnover turnovers, so that was really good to see from them
1: you love to hear from guys like dj reed and michael jackson but next we're waiting to hear from qb1 russell wilson 20 29 20 36 yards four touchdowns that is next on the seahawks radio network
2: homer stays in the game it's a touch pass it's to lock it and he's going to walk in untouched on the right side touchdown seahawks it from a yard out. Maybe the easiest touchdown he'll ever score as just a little snap comes back to Russ. A touch pass to the wide receiver Tyler Lockett going from left to right. And he waltzes in, although I don't know that he waltz, but he jogged in for six. And the Seahawks extend their lead to 30-7. to seven.
1: That was one of four touchdown passes for Russell Wilson. Before we talk about his performance, let's pause 10 seconds to give our network stations a chance to identify themselves here on the Seattle Seahawks radio network.
12: Seattle's- Seahawks station, Cairo, Cairo Radio, A conversation, <laughs> breaking news direct from the sidelines, and where, where the twelves
4: hear the Seahawks, KIRO FM, Tacoma, Seattle.
1: Russell Wilson had himself an efficient day, like I've said several times today 20 of 29, 236, and four touchdowns. Only sacked one time. He even got loose a little bit, had one carry for seven yards, showed a little burst right there. Uh, This is the performance we've been waiting for. We know that Russell's injury was a six to eight week type of deal. He comes back in four. If there's any type of pain lingering, we know Russell's not going to put it out there for the public. He fights through it, and every week we saw a bit of progression. Even when he took a step back, he would take a step forward in other areas. Last week I thought it was his awareness and just getting outside the pocket. Um, this is the type of um, of day that we, we needed to see to make us feel better about this team going forward and about um, – just him in general turbo
4: yeah you know Russ is as tough as it comes man you know he is a tough football player man he's endured through a lot of you know unknown injuries quite frankly you know that he's played through and uh here's another example of you who knows what's going on you know 100 percent with his hand but we know that he's enduring through whatever it is and uh, he came out and he played great today and it was really just a, a culmination of you know everything that we saw offensively with the run game and uh, B. Walt mentioned earlier his ability to be able to spread the ball around and get a multitude of guys involved in the passing game. And You saw the ball get out of his hands quickly today. I thought that really helped him get in rhythm. Uh, the offense sustained and was able to convert on third downs. We talked about it, 7 for 12. Uh, that's a great percentage for the offense, and that allows you to be able to stay in rhythm. And he played with confidence today, Bump. Every every throw that he that he threw, you know, every time it seemed like every time he dropped back to pass, play action, boom, getting outside the pocket. He just looked confident, you know, not comfortable but confident in everything that he was doing today. Precise. I'd li- I like this precision today. The ball that he threw to DK, the first touchdown to DK that he had, man, he had a guy literally in his face. And in past week, we we've seen, oh man, guy in his face, and he might miss a guy or whatever. Man, he was on point with every throw today.
1: Loved his poise. I like the way he was communicating on the sidelines today. I think we saw a bit more of that. You talked about Russell being a tough dude. I remember he played a game with like a high ankle sprain that he probably shouldn't have been playing on. He toughs it out. You guys have been in the huddle and in the locker room with this guy. I'm not going to ask details there, B-Walt, but has this man played with injuries before and kind of (laughs) just taped it up, iced it up, and and got out there?
3: He'll be the first to – he'll never admit when he's hurt. You know know he's banged up and he's hurting, but – he, no no i'm good i'm good guys i'm good don't worry about you know and he will he'll, he'll never he'll never use that as an excuse is what i should say and he never has and you see it here you know coming back f- four weeks after a six to eight week finger injury and i think part of it is is when you come back from something like the pressure's on right because everyone's going to doubt uh what's he doing coming back so early why and i think that pressure can can really build up and and you're expected to have you know but out of this world game where you're not quite ready yet and 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 I think the more of those games built up, the harder it was. So this was so good to see him come back, you know, about the time he should actually be back from the actual injury, right? If, six yeah. to eight weeks. And this is it. This is the time that um, it, it's his turn. He, he's he's ready to go. The finger should be no problem now. And he's got in a rhythm, and he looked like Russell. Remember,
4: At, oh, go ahead. I was gonna you say, remember some years ago, man, he had to, he had a – I don't know if it was a read, uh, read zone, but he had a scramble there down on the sideline, and he kind of twisted up his knee a little bit, right? Then yeah. he, all of a sudden he had to start wearing a – you know, had to start wearing a brace. And you know, that's another example. You talked about his ankle. That's another example right there. It's like, man, he I don't know how he was able to play through that, man. He had to he had to throw on that Don Joy and, uh, and thug <laughs> through it, man. But it just shows, you know, the type of player he is and, and his toughness.
1: Dirty Sue stepped on his ankle one year, twisted that thing <laughs> right, up. He, he, right. he steps up and gets it done. And you know what? As he has played better, we've seen guys like Gerald Everett play better. Before going into this game, he had 44 receptions for 422 and four touchdowns. I believe his career high was around 400 yards. You had about 36 to 35 yards. He's had the best year he had as a, as, as a professional. So you look at these little wins, right? At this point of the season, you have to look at little wins because you know where this team is headed. They're going home after next week. So now you start looking towards the future, and you see – DK with 12 touchdowns, Lockett third consecutive season, Everett having the best game of season of his career, Rashad Penny putting together three or four good games. It kind of gives you hope going into the future. You know guys aren't going to be here, but you look at the the pillars in this program and you're like, okay, I kind of see what this team can be.
4: Yeah, 100%. And there's a lot of potential there. And we got to remember one thing too is, you know, the connectivity and the chemistry between guys like Gerald Everett and Russell and uh, Shane Waldron, even as the offensive coordinator Russell wrestling, the other guys are on offense. It doesn't always take, you know, six, eight games for them to finally uh, build that chemistry and get used to one another and, you know, things that they like and and, and, and what they're good at offensively. Sometimes it takes a, a year, you know, and it, it's not until the second year that you're really moving and grooving and getting used to each other. Or maybe it's the end of the year, like we're seeing examples of tonight where guys are finally finding that connectivity on a consistent basis, you know, where they can really uh, build on that into next season. Now we have to be careful because success can blindfold you in terms of your deficiencies. And so there still has to be some tough, obviously decisions made as it pertains to the roster, as it pertains to the coaching staff and everything like that. But as far as the trajectory of this team and where, uh, it can go, the potential it can go. I don't see it going anywhere but up going in the next season, but
1: Paul Moyer said this isn't a blow-up team. He goes, look, you're not going to blow this thing up and start all over. There are pieces in place. Another piece that was in place, only had two tackles today, but probably had my favorite tackle of the day, Daryl Taylor down that goal line. Be Walt, man. He blew. I don't know if it was Williams or if it was Swift at the running back position. Blew that guy up in the back foot. And what I saw from that, I just saw the excitement after a big play. You wouldn't think this was a four and whatever, five and whatever team on the goal line. These too. guys
3: are still fighting for their lives out there. It, it's so true, and, and that excitement is is contagious to everybody. Um, and the, like these guys are. These are the, this is their jobs, right? So when people ask, "Oh, at least the, you know what has the effort there today?" Of course, the effort's going to be there. Yeah. These guys love to play football. Uh, they're getting paid to be on the field, which is a, a blessing to all of them. And and so these guys have to be excited, right? I mean, yeah. what would you do to go be able to lace it up right now, right? Yeah, well, it, it, don't
4: ask me. <laughs> don't ask me anything. Anything is the answer to that question. But here's the thing, fellas. You know, when you're a GM and you're sitting in the office and you turn on the tape and you're watching film there's no sound there's no there's no color commentary right there's no tv there's just film yeah. there's no record showing your team record showing at the bottom of the screen and you know what it is it's 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 the players out there it's it you see first and second down how much time is on the clock and that's it right so that's why you continue to play hard because it's a, it's you know it's a continued evaluation. What you're putting out there on film, regardless of whether you're two and twelve or you're twelve and two, the film that teams and decision makers, pro personnel, general managers, etc., coaches are watching is your resume uh, each and every week.
1: Film does not lie. You know what does? What, are, what else doesn't lie? A stat. Now there are some stats that will lie to you to your face and make you think something happened that really didn't. But I look at the stat. Hogs only committed five penalties for 31 yards. Mm. A team that has nothing to gain from these next two games as far as the the organization-wise going to the playoffs. Could go out there and be undisciplined. Mm -hmm. Could be selfish, late hits, frustrated. You know, those teams you play in college and in high school, they got nothing to lose, so they're going to hurt somebody. You saw a team that still play disciplined football, and then you hear Pete Carroll talk about He goes, look, man, I'm telling these guys two more games until the conference championship because I don't know how much they bought into it, but that's the message that I'm sending these guys. That is one of the things that makes Pete Carroll great. He gets his team to still play discipline and buy into it, even if they don't buy into it, right? Yeah. You go out there as a player. Sometimes you gotta fake the funk, fellas. You gotta show us someday, man. I just do not feel like doing this, but you gotta dig deep and find reason to be out there. And I think this team's doing that. B.
3: Yeah, it's that one and only oh mentality. And DK touched on it a little bit too. You know, football is the ultimate team game. You're relying on every single person on that field. You know, one guy doesn't do his job out of eleven. Everyone does everything perfect. That play could be a bust. And it's the ultimate team game. And just showing that. You know, five penalties for 31 yards, and these guys are just playing smart football. You know, nothing, not, not shooting themselves in the foot like that today. It just shows a lot for the team. They got it done today. Lots more when we come back.
1: Seahawks get it done, 51 to 29.
2: Play fake. He's going to throw. Looks, looks, rolls, throws inside. Touchdown! See- From a yard out, and Metcalf now with his third touchdown of the day.
1: DK had himself a day today, three touchdowns in the win, 51 to 29 over the Lions. And you know us, us, receivers, we get a bad rap. Yes, we're we're divas, prima donnas, and I'll say this every game, if I have to, it's because we depend on everyone else to get us the football this week. DK got that thing three times in the end zone, and we'll break down this play on Hawk Talk after this. But um, that touchdown he had in the red zone, he was in motion. Bam. It looked like a read type of route. Like you have the shallow, but if you read zero, then you convert it to a little deep cross. That's exactly what happened. Russell Backfoot tosses it up. We talked about if DK and Russ has some chemistry issues because of his lack of, pra- lack of practice. That right there was like a trust fall.
3: I tell you what, every day or every week, we always had a cover zero beater put into the playbook, and and when Russ Russ would love cover zero zero. You know, cover zeros when you know they bring everyone and pretty much have a guy manned up on every person. No one, no help over the top. So when you see that, we always had a nod and over the top, and that's exactly what DK did there. Saw it. Red like he's going to do a drag, and then that DB bites because they have to. You know, they they have to do tight coverage. They're expecting that ball out quick, and Rush just lobbed it straight over the top. Perfect execution. Yeah.
1: We receivers love cover zero. As a running back, you know, you got to buckle up and oh, put yeah. your hat <laughs> on somebody when you see zero.
4: Yeah, man, those running backs deserve some credit, to Offensive line, uh, you know, for protecting uh, against those blitzes, especially at cover zero, man. You know, at cover zero, probably one guy's going to be free, mm-hmm. uh, depending on what kind of protection you're in. Uh maybe you can get everybody if you keep your tight end in, but for the most part, man, there there's there's one get there's one guy gonna be free and you saw that on that play, right? There was a guy right in Russ's face. And uh, you know what you, you saw DK and Russell on the same accord on the on that play, man. They were on the same page and really what was impressive about the plays DK made today is you saw his you saw his IQ and his playmaking ability really show itself in today's game. The first touchdown, the cover zero. That's a read play, you know, and boom, him and Russell on the same page. Then the second touchdown, man, that's mano y mano, man. This is this is this is my touchdown to catch, or it's not. Period, point blank. There's a defender there, and it's a uh, you got Moss type of play. And then another great catch in the back of the end zone uh, on his last touchdown. And so it was great, you know, to see DK get three tubs, but the way that he did it, making plays showing his intelligence from a mental standpoint of the game was great as well.
1: DK made some plays today. You know, one of my favorites um, was actually on the screen I was incomplete when, oh boy, the DB came in low and DK like shoved him off. I'm like, man, get off me trying to trying to get low in here. DK can do all those things, right? Three different type of touchdowns, but he keeps that edge about him, man. He, he's still hungry out there, man. I love seeing DK evolve as a player, but still keep part of what got him here.
4: 100% man you see him doing a lot of things everything blocking down the field blocking for his receivers blocking for his running backs and you know they asked Cody Barton a question in his presser postgame press today, and I love what he said they were asking him you know why are you still playing hard and he sat there and he thought about it for a second and says well you know we're playing for each other and that's what it, that's what it's about despite your record it doesn't matter regardless of whether or not you're going to the playoffs or not you got guys who are standing next to you man who are buckled up with their helmets. They got the shoulder pads strapped up, man. And that's who you're playing for, man. You know, all the things that you go through in the offseason in preparation, the early mornings, the late nights, you know, leaning on your on your teammates when you're dealing with personal issues, whether it be at home, whether it be on the field, injuries, etc. playing time and things like that, man. W- man, when you're dealing with stuff in the locker room, when you're dealing with stuff, man, it, It's it's your bros that you go to. It's the veterans. It's the guys who are around the same age that you go to, man, that you talk to, man. And that's what it becomes about when you're on the field and you're playing these games. It doesn't matter about your record and everything like that.
1: All right, QB1 stepped up to the podium. Let's listen in on Russell Wilson. Well, that
2: went well. Is that exactly as the offense is supposed to be, run, pass, bounce?
12: Yeah, I thought we executed in every way. I've kind of been telling you guys, you know, for a little bit here, you know, I think that that's kind of the game we want to play, a complete game, you know, from first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth. I thought everybody touched the ball. We were able to facilitate it to different guys. Uh, I thought our playmakers, like guys like DK, Tyler, they're exceptional today. Um, Gerald made some nice catches. We converted on third downs. You know, Rashad Penny ran the ball. I mean, it was lights out. Uh, the offensive line was tremendous all night. They did some really uh, good pressure looks and everything that we picked up in a, in a great way. Um, you know, Ethan did a really good job up there up front and making sure that we, me and him were on the same page, and and uh, the guys blocked it up well. So, you know, we got the ball in the end zone a bunch. We were able to score quite often. Um, you know, we felt like and one thing I wish we had, we had even finished that last five minutes even better. I think that's, that's where, you know, me being uh, – Extra picky, just trying to find like how can we get even better than that. So, but um I think we're always searching for 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 uh, for the next best step, and I think we we definitely took that today. That was huge for us.
0: Your guys' second possession after the three and out, you, you converted on a couple third downs to go down and get touchdowns. How big was getting those third downs and staying on the field today?
12: I yeah, I mean we converted. Gerald showed up on that one where he ran the in breaking route. We kind of looked to the right, looked to looked to the right. Those guys kind of went open over there for a second because they covered it pretty well. Came back. Here comes Gerald. Boom. First down. Got the ball on the edge one one of the times, and then next thing you know we were able to get the ball in the end zone. And I thought um, Shane called a great game. You know, I thought he did a great job of dialing it up and getting us to the stuff that we needed to get to. And um, and then I thought too, you know, in key situations, you know, they uh, they changed their coverages a ton, a ton. I mean, they were changing it up from cover one to three to six to to uh, six six man to just cover two. Um, mixing it up, you know, every every different situation and then they went zero DK did a great job I mean uh, on that zero look and I was able to kind of right before I got hit just kind of place it up to him and, um, You know, it was right where we needed it to be. It was beautiful, you know, so um, Couldn't couldn't have done that any better Yeah, that was a, a dialed-up play that we kind of saw earlier in the week, you know that we could possibly hit so um, you know, he, he just, he does like such a great job in the run game, but he also does such a great job of reading the routes and, and, um, and understanding where he needs to be in the, and the placement of where he needs to be. So I kind of looked right, kind of gave eyes away and came back to him. He was wide open. That was a, that was a beautiful play by him.
0: This is the first game you guys have played in a long time with no playoff implications. There maybe could have been potential for a letdown. Just want to tell you about the scene that you guys came out the way you did this week.
12: Well, I, I kind of told you guys earlier in the week, you know, I think that you know, the standard of excellence, you know, that's that's what we're searching for every day, you know, and I think the the thought process of our players and uh, the character of guys that we've had, you know, we knew that we weren't going to just give up and give in. That's just not that's not going to be allowed. You know, um, just and that's not in our nature. Um, you know, obviously, the season hasn't been what we wanted it to be. Um, and I think it's been challenging in so many different ways. Um, but I think to be able to answer the call and to be able to come in back at home our last home game here and to be able to play at such a high level um, was exciting for the fans you know and, and you know our fans are the best fans in the world so just to be able to do that for them I think that was really really special and I thought um, you know guys want to play great you guys want to do all the things they want to do and dream of and everything else and we're working at it every day I thought this week of practice was um, we've had some really great weeks but I thought with everything going on I think it was one of our best weeks that we could possibly have and Um, That definitely showed up in in so many different ways. Yeah, I was just thinking about joy. I was thinking about our fans. I was thinking about just uh, what a special uh, moment just to be able to, you know, win this this game here at home uh, for our fans and for them to feel that energy again. You know, I felt like throughout the whole game, the, the crowd saw that energy and got to feel us and vice versa. And that was really special tonight. So, uh, you know, anytime you see those kids, too, you know, you always want to, you know, they're you're screaming your name, or whatever, to be able to give them a towel or sign their jersey. And um, those kind of special moments like that are, are, are always amazing. And um you know, obviously, I love the city. This has been such a special journey, you know, and and uh, and obviously, to be able to win tonight was it was a great game.
0: When you wore a glove on your your right hand today, it looked like.
7: What was sort of the impact of that, I
12: guess? Or? Well, it was raining pretty hard today, you know, and that. So, I, you know, I was like, okay. Well, I've been practicing with it. I've practiced with it before, and never really done it in a game or whatever. But um, I don't think I needed it. But the first, second quarter, it was raining pretty hard consistently, and and pregame it was too. So, you know, I practiced in pregame with it, practiced without it, and kind of mixed it up. And just you know, whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to go with it the whole game. So that's that's kind of that's kind of how I was thinking about it. When
3: The run game is humming the way that it was today, and the way it has three of the last four games. Do, do you do you feel a difference in how the pass rush is on play action plays? Or does that
12: vary by game? Um, it varies by game. It depends on the, the kind of players they have and their mentality and everything else in terms of are they just trying to rush up field every time and not. But I, I think that when, when you have that established running game and we're able to run the ball so physical like that, um, you know, it wears those guys down on the other side. You know, and, and um, I think that, you know, it. it, it for our, for our play-action game and all the things that we were able to do, we were really able to do everything. Just because I think that we were able to execute, and you know, we executed in every way today. I mean, I, I don't think there's maybe one or two plays that we, we could have done a little bit better, and could have those, you know, and then those one or two could have been touchdowns, maybe, you know. So, you know, just I think that um, we played a great football game, and uh, that's what we needed today, and that's what that's what we wanted to feel, and that's what we've been talking about. And, um, like I said, I think Shane did a great job with our line, did a tremendous job up front in every way, from the run game to the pass game. And, um, and then, and then uh, when you see DK score three times, that's always a good thing for us. You know, when you see Tyler get in the end zone, you see Rashad get in there, too. Um, you know, that, that was really awesome. <clears throat> First, on
2: Thursday, you volunteered. You might not be back.
12: I didn't choose to do that. <laughs> I wasn't uh, trying to cause anything, but um, you know, I, I think you know. I think the question was about Bobby and whatever, and we were talking about. Say again, what did you say?
5: Yeah.
12: yeah, no. I think somebody mentioned Bobby and everything else, so we were talking about that. So. Um, I'm not going to get into all that. I, you know, listen, I think that you know, for me, my, my mission today was to be able to win the day. You know, just win the journey. You know, and so you, uh, you can have any thoughts you want, but I'm just, I'm grateful, man. I'm I, you can't can't get me out of a, in a bad mood. I'm, I'm I'm full of joy. I'm full of, of gratefulness. I'm full of uh, just being blessed, man. Um, so there, you know, it's uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going I'm not going to waver off of that. Uh, i'm just grateful for just what we've been able to do today it was really special um i thought that the guys played great to feel good and to be out there again for our fans and what we were able to do today uh it was really special so um you know i you know for the see the hawks win again it's always a good thing russell
5: what does it do to your offense when you get 71 plays
12: yeah that was huge you know to be able to get that many plays and to be able to be out there and to to uh, execute the way we wanted it to you know we, that was huge you know the, the third downs was were great i thought that i thought that um you know us running the ball was really e- efficient too as well I thought throwing the ball we were able to do every every throw everything that we wanted to do guys were making tremendous catches and tremendous plays uh, i thought one of the coolest plays was tyler slipping down they tried to disguise their coverage and tyler did a great job running down that left sideline for the big gain uh, down the left side um That was sweet, you know, we had some really special moments, you know, we were, you know, and and I think that, you know, and uh, we caught our groove today, you know, and so hopefully, um, you know, we got one game left, you know, we go to travel down to Arizona, we know, always know that's a battle. Um, They've been doing a great job all year and, and we've been battling too. So um, we're looking forward to that, that that challenge and that journey and um, to be able to play down there and and get to work again.
0: What do you make of this surge that Rashad's had over the last four weeks?
12: well i think what you make of it is, is uh, his uh, his talent level is, has been remarkable i think unfortunately he's he's gone through so many tough times you know and so many tough injuries i think that's just been hard you know hard on him you know and um and i i think to I think to sum it up, you know, when you're healthy and you're able to be out there and to overcome some of the stuff he's gone through and just to continue to have those guys encourage him and us encourage him in the locker room and him to go after after every day at practice. I mean, what a testimony, you know, what a testimony to just, to you know, continue, continue to have perseverance. I mean, he's had tremendous perseverance. Uh, I think that's been amazing. Um, I think also, too, um, you know, I think when Adrian Peterson walks in the building, you get to see. You know, Hall of Fame running back. You know, run the football at practice and all that. Um, it shows you, man. Like this is what it looks like, man. Like in every way, every day. You know, they, they call him AD for a reason. All day, you know. Um, and so, you know, I, I noticed that, and I told you guys that story when I was at the Pro Bowl, and it was a, I think it was a walk through practice, and he was running full speed. You know, it was, and that's inspiring stuff. You know, and so I think, you know, first of all, it's a testament to his his work ethic, his his encouragement. I think our training room and everything that everybody's done to help him get there. And then also, too, just the guys and the energy of around them. And I think the third part is being around great players like that. It, it always helps, too. So th- those three things, I think, have been evident.
0: another $2.7 raised for cancer treatment researchers. What you guys been able to do over the years with all that? What does
12: that mean to you? Yeah, you know, I, I think that um, when I came here in Seattle in 2012, and I never, never forget getting here, and it was it was something that meant a lot to me, you know, knowing that my dad passed away you know knowing that my dad always told me it's the hash mark in between um, of significance that you can leave on a place and you always want to leave a place better you always want to go to a place and make it better you always want to encourage people you always want to make people believe you know, this and that and so that's why I always kind of went to hospital rooms my mom you know was a nurse and was an ER nurse and did, did so many different things and so for me um, you know I, 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 I've I seen my dad pass away in, in, a, in a hospital room um, when the line went flat and so for me, I, I, understand, I understand what it's like um, to, to lose family members, to lose loved ones and all that. So, um, so I don't mean to get too emotional, but I just think that, um, you know, when you get to go into a hospital room, now having three kids, uh, for me and Sierra, um, to be able to try to make a difference for people, you know, every day, you know, and just try to inspire. And I always say, you know, sports and, sports and music are the two most entertaining things in the world. And to be able to live life with C, and to be able to give back, and to give a little glimpse of hope, um, it's what life's really all about. And uh, I believe that God's given me so much ability, but also uh, so much opportunity to serve. And I just, I, I just thank God every day that I get to serve and, and to give back and to help. And um, that's what's been probably the coolest part of, of of just the journey is to be able to make a difference for people and to see kids walk in with cancer, and then and then and then to be able to help raise funds or to be able to encourage them and give them a a, a word of why not you or whatever it may be, give them that glimpse of hope. And I think that um, to see guys like Milton Wright walk out of the hospital room when they only had 12 to 18 hours left to live and to know that because of T-cell therapy and what our foundation was able to do with Why Not You Foundation and so many different things to encourage them and say, hey, why not you? You can overcome this. I told him a story about my dad and next thing you know, he's like, shoot, you know, why not me? He gets up and goes walks down the hallway gets t-cell therapy two weeks later no more cancer that's why i believe that's why i believe that's why i do it because somebody else is going to be affected by it and i think that for me and sierra um you know we've seen that happen over and over and over again the success rate of it all we've seen um like i said kids walk out of hospital room with no more cancer and no more problems and um and we've also lost some too um but the belief and the hope that somebody else is going to be encouraged and that maybe, just maybe, if there's a small chance, maybe they get to walk out of that hospital room, it's worth every second, every, every uh, minute, every hour, every day to wake up with that kind of encouragement and love. and. Uh, I think that what we're supposed to do when, we're, when, when uh, much is given, much is required, we're supposed to love and supposed to serve. And so I'm grateful that I get to do it. I'm grateful I get to do it with Sierra every time and, and so many other amazing people in our foundation, Why Not You Foundation. I'm grateful for our school, Why Not You Academy. And just, you know, we went to the school the other day. It was, I think it was three weeks ago or so. Um, the weeks kind of collide nowadays. But, um, you know, and just to be able to, to give to those kids and to know that, you know, they're dreaming. And it's happening for them, and they're they're reaching for the stars, and just like me and Sierra used to, you know. And you know, it's it's a uh, it's a special thing. So I, I you know, I, I think that's what you know to be able to go win games and to do all this amazing stuff and to do some cool things, and, and you know, in your lifetime, your sports career, that, that's that's awesome. That's what I dream about every day and wake up for every day. But the other part of it that makes it even much better is is that God chose me to do that and to gave me opportunity to encourage and and so many others and hopefully I can encourage somebody else so um, you know you can't can't say enough about the teachers at whynat Academy and all these schools around us and they teach our young kids and you know teach them to overcome with all the things going on with covid and much and more and then you think about the nurses and the doctors at Seattle Children's Hospital right down the road I mean um, you know uh, they, they they're the true heroes and these kids are are true heroes so I'm just grateful that, that our foundation Wai'ana-U foundation is able to Make a difference like that for 2.7 million dollars a day, and just to be able to—it uh, takes a—it takes a community, it takes a village, it takes amazing people, it takes people that that want to dream with you. And so, uh, why not? Why not you? Why not us? You know. And so, that's well, been cool. How
2: big are those connections a factor on off the field the connections?
12: To say to say it one more time, Greg?
2: How big a factor are those off the field connections here in Seattle to where you envision your career ending and going?
12: Uh, you know, I—I think that you know, for me. You know, I take every day, just one day at a time. You know, my, my favorite scripture is, but seek first, the Sikh verse came of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Verse 34 says, "Don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow has enough worry in itself." And that's how I've always been. I think for me, uh, obviously, the city has been everything to me. You know, this has been special place, and it's always going to be forever some special place for me. So, um, you know, I, I've told you guys my goals, my my visions, my my thoughts, and everything else. And so, um, you know, I I, I hope that uh, hope that it all gets to collide together and get to do it together. And and um, you know, hopefully, we can do all, everything that I've ever dreamed of and we've ever dreamed of together. So that would be the goal.
0: about the future too much but with your no trade you do affect whether you're here or not next year so do you expect
12: to be a seahawk in 2020 uh, yeah like i said earlier i, I hope so <laughs> you know i hope that's the case you know and uh you know it's it's uh it take one day at a time and today is really about our team today and that's what i'm going to focus on today but it was it was special today you know and um but yeah you know that's that's, that's my hope thank you guys appreciate it thank uh, happy new year to everybody you go hawks see it. you guys thank you so much
1: that was Russell Wilson, 20 of 29, 236, and four touchdowns. Our quarterback review was brought to you by Verizon, the official 5G network of the NFL and built right for the Seahawks. Seattle can scream, stream, and share every play in Verizon 5G quality. When we return, we'll get an opponent preview. That's next on the Seahawks radio network.
2: Second down and two, the handoff to Penny. At the 15, at the 10, at the 5, he's in. Touchdown, Seahawks. Tracy Walker. Tried to make the tackle, and he got sidestepped by Rashad Penny, and so did the rest of the Lions' defense. Boy, chalk this one up, this drive to Rashad Penny, a 15-yard touchdown run. This guy has
1: really come alive here in the last quarter of the season, and the Seahawks lead 6-0. The call of the game is brought to you by Beacon Plumbing. Stop Freaking Call Beacon. All right, guys, time to look forward to the final game of the season for the Seahawks. They're taking on the Cardinals on the road. The Cardinals got it done today on the road. They are now eight and one on the road. They beat the Cowboys 25 to 22. Kyler Murray, 26 of 38, 263, and two touchdowns. They did this without DeAndre Hopkins you still got some options over there you got Christian Kirk you got AJ Green you got Ertz Wesley had four catches 30 yards and two touchdowns when you look at this Arizona team they tend to stumble towards the end of the season but have found
4: a way to pick themselves back up we know it's going to be a game down in the desert turbo yeah 100% man and listen a lot of off or excuse me a lot of weapons offensively uh, but really it's the defense where they find ways uh, to win football games, putting pressure on the quarterback, uh, being able to disrupt the, uh, what they're doing in the backfield, stopping the run. Uh, their secondary is good as well, uh, and their pass defense. And so, you know, we're going to have our hands full next week. Uh, but the Cardinals still have to prove it to me, man. And, you know, every team is beatable, but the Cardinals are really beatable. We're talking about – I mean, you mentioned it earlier, they haven't made the playoffs since, what, 2015? Uh, and so – you know, they have to prove that there really are a legitimate top team in the in the NFC, really in the NFL. Your record doesn't really display that, man. You gotta be able to get into the playoffs and you gotta prove it. What type of game you want,
1: B? You want a shootout or you want a low scoring close one down there?
3: I I want a shootout. Well, you never want a shootout, I guess, but if I'm gonna pick one, it's gonna be Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson going at it and uh back and forth. That's the kind of game I wanna see.
1: All right, we got two of the smallest but most creative and accurate quarterbacks in the league going at it next week. But today's final score, the Seahawks 51, the Lions 29. You've been listening to the Seahawks Radio Network. I'd like to thank the people who make our broadcast possible, on-site engineer Zach Davies. Studio coordinators Matt Nelson and DJ Wilder. Our executive producer for the Seahawks Radio Network is NASA Chobie. The Seahawks wrap up the regular season with a division battle against Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Pre-game coverage begins 11 a.m. on the Seahawks Radio Network. For our Seattle stations, we have another hour of Hawk Talk. But if you are leaving us, thanks for listening. For Ray Roberts, Robert Turbin, Brian Walters, I'm Michael Bump. The Seahawks win 51-29 over the Lions. Talk to you guys next week. You are listening to Hawk Talk. Thanks for joining us. The Seahawks get it done 51 to 29. I'm Michael Bumpus. I'm with Brian Walters and Robert Turbin. And like we always do, we go straight to the professor. John, how you doing?
13: I'm doing well. By the way, were you happy that uh, a, a week or so ago the Rams a- a activated a guy from the injured reserve named Funk? Because I know I sure was.
1: <laughs> hey, if you're Last happy. with Funk. If you're happy, I'm happy, John. And it's all about the funk when we talk about J.C. So, yeah, man. Hey, I, I just have one thing to say to you, John, finally. Yeah. But it's, 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 a, it's a little too late. But it's nice to see what we've been expecting out of this Seahawks team all year.
13: Yeah, because this was the perfect game. Because just about everything worked perfectly. I mean, obviously, <clears throat> we're a month over a month ago, chances of Rashad Penny getting back on this team were nil. Now you're looking at it and you say, so how can they not bring him back? They have to find some way of signing him unless his price goes up too much. Uh, I mean, you know, in, in a lot of ways, other than say, you know, Jonathan Taylor from the uh, Indianapolis Colts, you know, uh, and maybe even Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara. I mean, you'd have to say right now, Penny's been one of the most respectable running backs and most effective running backs in the league. And then the other thing is with the fact that he was running and the team was running so well, what ended up happening is that it got. You know Russell Wilson into the tempo offense that they've been trying to get most of the season, and that worked well. So, in a lot of ways, offensively, it was the perfect game.
4: John DK got into the end zone three times today. Six catches. Looked like him and Russell were finally on the same page. Having some after having some weeks of uh, not really being on the same page. Uh, Can you speak to their chemistry?
13: Well, I think you can look at the chemistry is all he had to do is look at the body language, because you've seen the body language of D.K. Medcalf for the last month, and it's been down. I mean, you can see that uh, you know, he's not integrating with Russell as well before. I mean, you can see that uh, you know, he's not been uh, exuberant, all those different things. Well, today, particularly as the passes were going to him, I mean, you can see them hugging. You can see them celebrating together. You can see all the positive things that were able to go And, uh, you know, you you can see the body language was just so much better. And so I think that's a positive sign. And the fact that he was able to get open for three touchdown passes was huge. And so now, I mean, it's a great way to end the season, and we'll see how he does in the last game against Arizona. But, of course, I mean, I think this was huge in getting D.K. Metcalf being the D.K. Metcalf and Russell Wilson getting back to being Russell Wilson.
3: Hey John, how worried are you about Bobby Wagner's injury, and what do you think of uh, Cody Barton's performance in re- replacing him?
13: I mean, again, it's the last—it's going to be the last game of the season. Even if he misses it, you know, it's not like some uh, long-term ACL or patella tendon or something like that. Probably a week or two injury, and it's not out of the question that he can come back. But in the meantime, it does give you know uh, Corey Barton a chance to get a little bit of experience at the middle linebacker position. I thought he did well today. You know, certainly Jordan Brooks continues to do well. So that was good. And then Ryan Neal, you know, did a great job, particularly he had that one blitz where he was able to come in and, you know, get the ball out of the hands of the quarterback and all that different stuff. But overall, I think defensively, you know, particularly with the way they were going, you know, they were able to create turnovers. You know, they had a lot of different pressures, all those different things. And so, Know, what, whatever it is with Bobby, it's not going to be you know, nothing that's going to you know, keep him out for a long period of time. Week maybe, who knows?
1: John, towards the end of this season, obviously the Hawks aren't going to the playoffs. We highlight guys trying to make the team or stay in the league. Myers goes three for three when it comes to field goals. Do you think he was kicking for his job with the Seahawks this year?
13: I don't know. He's got the long-term contract. I don't think they want to be in the market for a kicker. I think you know that they've got plenty of cap room with $77 million of cap. So it's like, why worry about it? Just go ahead and, uh, you know, take the money that it's had and just try to go and do those different things. So I think overall, you know, they're fine. Hey,
4: John, going around the league a little bit, what the heck happened with Antonio Brown
13: today? (laughs) I mean, he melted down. It's as simple as that. I mean, he just basically melted down. As I guess you could say, he's done other times, but like this, this is one where you know they were going to bench him, and they did bench him, and he didn't respond to it well. So he takes off his jersey, takes off his shoulder pads, you know, he, I mean, you know, and, and of course, you know, throws his uh, shirt into the stands, his gloves into the stands, walks off into the locker room, and again, it's like one of the worst things you could ever see. I mean, to quit on your team like that, particularly when you know one of your best receivers, Chris Godwin is out for the season with an ACL injury. It's just, it's just terrible. And so now with Antonio doing what he did, no question about it, the Bruce Arians, who I don't think really wanted him back, so basically said he's no longer a buck. The only question is going to be, because they were in New York, did he fly back with the team or is going to have to fly back separately? I would hope the way he acted, he has to fly back separately.
3: John, all of Seattle wants to know this question, and I'm going to go here. Yeah. We need your opinion. Do you believe this was Russell Wilson's last game in Seattle?
13: No, I never have. I'm sick of answering the question because, again, it's the most ridiculous question I've heard in 50 years of covering football. And again, I mean, look at how valuable he is to the team. If you trade Russell Wilson, you know, now you're going to be a, a four win team for five or six years or four years, whatever it's going to be. Do you really want that? Particularly when Pete Carroll and he get along so very well and i think you can see the way he's answered questions in the last couple weeks he wants to be here they want him here this is not his last game if it is it's stupid on the part of the seahawks and if they make a decision to trade him everybody in the front office should get fired
1: john you were nicer to brian than you were to me is because he's the new guy and asked that question is that why (laughs)
13: Probably, yeah, because I would have started yelling and saying, will you not bring this up?
1: (laughs) All right, John, man, we appreciate your time. You have a good night, man. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, John. All right, this segment is brought to you by your local Carrier Heating and Air Conditioning dealer. Visit CarrierNorthwest.com. When we return, we'll hear from Ugo Amadi. He is with Jen. That's next on your home for the Seahawks, 17 ESPN Seattle, and Kyra Radio 97.3 FM. Welcome back to Hawk Talk. I'm Michael Bumpus with Robert Turbin and Brian Walters. Hawks get it done, 51-29. to It's a great feeling, last home game here at Lumen Field. And right now, we're going to go down to the locker room. Ugo Amadi is with Jen Mueller.
11: Ugo, we saw you get your first career interception yeah. before we get to what happened after the catch. Uh-huh. How did you read that play?
9: Um, I just knew by formation, that's what they wanted. To, uh, they wanted to run the stick by three. So but I was just looking at three the whole way, and I just saw the quarterback you know, pull the trigger on him. And that's why I just sat down. You know, and I did what I had to do.
11: Okay, so then what happened afterwards? Because we know that you were a returner in college. Yeah. You can handle a ball.
9: Yeah, you know, a lot happened uh, <laughs> during that play, you know. Uh, just a lot of stuff. My mind was, you know, it was all over the place, you know. And, you know, the ball came out of my hands. It was just it was just, it was just too much, man. And That's on me, though, you know. That's on me. I'm going to have to get one back for the guys, man.
11: How much rousing did you get from the guys?
9: Uh, I got everything and a little bit more, you know. I'm I'm seeing it from everybody. EQ, everybody.
11: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but we can all laugh about it because the outcome is good. How much of an impact did DJ have with his couple of interceptions? And then you had Ryan Neal. Everybody in that DB unit seemed to be contributing today.
9: Yeah, um, I feel like, you know, when the secondary, you know, does what they need to do, you know, we're victorious, you know. And DJ coming back, being out for two weeks, got two interceptions, so he he kind of bounced back from those two weeks he was out. So, you know, we all just
11: feed off one another. The yards that were given up in the second half, there were some big plays that were yeah. allowed there. Were you ha- were you willing to concede that just because of the way the game was going, or is there something schematically that would concern you there? You know, in the second half, you know,
9: um, it's the NFL. You know, guys are going to make plays. They're in, they're in the league just like we are, you know, and there's nothing we really do but just, you know, fix those corrections, you know, but that's, you know, it's not that's not who we are, you know, and, you know, we just got to continue to keep working on that.
11: Lastly, not the season you wanted to have at home, but to be able to go out with this, the highest point total of the year in front of the home yeah. fans, what does that mean?
9: Oh, that means everything. I really appreciate you 12, you know, in this new year, 2022, still sticking with us, you know, and it's not how we wanted it to be, but, you know, you guys, you know, stayed resilient with us, you know, and, you know, we put up a lot of points and, you know, made a lot of fans happy in this new year, man, so there's a lot to look forward to.
11: It is a great way to start a new yeah. year. Thank you, Ugo Bump. We'll get that back to you.
1: Thank you, Jen. That was Ugo Amadi. Had himself a good day. Should have scored on a <laughs> on a, it was a scooping score. It was a scooping score. Should have scored. Didn't get it done. You know what I think there? I just think that, man, he got that ball in his hands and saw that goal line and just got excited. Tried to switch the ball to the other hand. Um, ended up fumbling, but nice to see Ugo make a big play, Turbo.
4: Yeah, it was a big play, man. I think it was a pick also, too, Bump. And listen, it was good to see him regardless of what it was. It was great to see him get his hands on the ball and uh, really make another big play for this defense and cause another turnover and steal a possession, you know, for the offense. And you saw his eyes get big, man. You watch yeah. the replay, you know, he's seeing that goal line and he's trying to look behind him like, man, I, is, is somebody close to me? It's like, he didn't realize where he was at on the field or if there was anybody else around him. And then he just lost complete focus on the football and he lost it, man. But, Uh, listen, it's great to see guys making plays.
1: First career interception, not a scoop and score. I, I remember him putting the ball on the ground, so maybe that's why I thought it was a scoop and score. But first career interception, Good for Ugo. Let's go back down to the locker room. Jim Miller is with Freddie Swain now.
11: Freddie, given what we saw from this offense early and the way Rashad was running, was it always the game plan today to establish the run first, or was that really a matter of what the defense was giving you?
14: I uh, think they, they, uh, we just did a good job of taking what they gave us, and, and today we came out as a balanced offense, most probably balanced as it's ever been. Uh, the run game was there, pass game was there, uh, the turn game was there. So I think we just came and executed like uh, uh, like
11: we like we should. How did that run game establish tempo?
14: Oh, man, Penny, Penny, all the backs did a good job of hitting the holes while wearing the big guys down, wearing the safeties out, making them make plays. And then that was just leaving us, giving us opportunities downfield to make plays.
11: You were part of a two-play drive. What was Russ looking for? What were you looking for on that big play near the goal line? Um, Just trying to sneak up
14: on, on the heels of the D-line. I did a good job of sneaking and and came out the backside, and all the guys played over to the left. I think they doubled Tyler, so kind of left me pretty, pretty wide open. So
11: I was just trying to get the ball and go. You know what? You mentioned Tyler's name. It was a pretty quiet day for Tyler. On the flip side of that, you get the yards. DK gets the yards. Mm -hmm. What kind of impact did he have, especially Um, in the end zone?
14: Like uh, like like I said, I think those guys' presence make defenses uh, lean towards them and and tend towards those guys, and then it just leaves everybody to have opportunity one-on-one opportunities with with uh, defensive backs.
11: Lastly, three interceptions today by the defense: two by DJ, one by Ugo. How would you rate their hands? Uh, DJ Reed, hats off, G Ugo. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Bump, as we get that back to you, I'm going to say that's not fair because I watch Ugo work on that on the sidelines every time before the game. It just didn't go his way today.
1: Freddie says, you got to get on the jug machine. That's how you get your hands right. You spent
3: a lot of time on that machine, B? I did, actually, yes. The jugs machine, I I know the jugs machine very, very well. (laughs) I used to, um, before
1: practice, catch 100 and after practice, catch a 100 me and courtney taylor auburn great played for the hawks for three four years and went to canada and did his thing that was my my partner there we got it done so uh i want to get one for my kids it's too dang expensive though they're not ready for the jugs
4: machine yet the jug machine man that's that's where it's at i used to hit a 100 of those too after practice as well man because you know i play running back and i'm banging him in the trenches something you guys don't know nothing about by the way, <laughs> even though you might, you might, I don't know, you you guys might have come in there a couple times hey, on a crackback block I'm, or something. I'm, I'm in the that. slot.
1: I'm second level all day. 55, okay. 54, 53. Yeah. You got, Big y- boys. You
4: ever seen that highlight with Chad Johnson when he tried to go in there and block yeah. Ray Lewis? huh.
1: That was y'all? That no, I, I knew I wasn't gonna lay him out. I just got in their way. <laughs> I wasn't trying to <laughs> lay nobody out.
4: Yeah, but you know what? Catching the ball at the backfield as a running back. My point is catching the ball at the backfield as a running back as well. So we had to hit the jug machine also.
1: Hit the jug machine. You guys here here, okay. When we get back, we'll go through some of these highlights. That's next on your home for the Seahawks. Seventeen ESPN Seattle and Cowboy Radio 973 FM. Welcome to Hawk Talk on Michael Bumpus with Robert Turbin and Brian Walters. It's time to relive some of the moments. Of this victory over the Detroit Lions 51 to 29 to open up the score. And Rashad Penny looks good. 15 yard touchdown, making the score 7 0.
2: Second down and two, the handoff to Penny at the 15, at the 10, at the 5. He's in! Touchdown! Seahawks! Tracy Walker tried to make the tackle, and he got sidestepped by Rashad Penny, and so did the rest of the Lions' defense. Boy, chalk this one up, this drive to Rashad Penny, a 15-yard touchdown
4: run. This guy has really come alive here in the last quarter of the season, and the Seahawks lead 6-0. Man, defense just couldn't stop Rashad Penny today. This is one of the examples of him getting yards after contact, making a guy miss, and getting into the end zone. All
1: right, that made the score 7-0. On their other possession, the Hawks. Freddie Swain, all he does is make big plays. He's wide open for a 58-yard gain down the sideline.
2: Play fake to him. Russ is going to half roll to the right. Stop. Throw
1: backside. Got a man wide
2: open. It's Swain, 40, 35, 30. Down the far sideline, 20, 15, 10, and knocked out of bounds near the five-yard line. Absolutely swain and there's that motion the half roll by russ everybody moves
3: right except the intended receiver he goes the other way for 58 yards it's going to be first and goal Hawks. really a well designed play there and you're going to hear me say that a lot in these highlights but freddie swain sold the down block there was able to drag and sneak across the other side of the field where russ rolled opposite of him find him wide open as he does the rest with his feet and takes it 58 yards Freddie Swain gets him down 58 yards. Rashad Penny caps it off,
1: making the score 17 0 with this six yard touchdown.
2: Russ under center. The turn in hand to Penny. Straight ahead. And he bounces in for his second touchdown! Seahawks! Just tosses the ball, matter-of-factly, into the stands. He's got two scores. He was almost not touched. Again, the offensive line just knocking people back on their heels. But Penny just accelerates through, and the Seahawks lead 16-0.
4: Yeah, man, you heard him. You heard Rabel right there talk about the offensive line again, opening up a big hole right there. Listen, Rashad Penny all day, his vision was spectacular in this football game another example right here on this run but
1: that makes it 17-0 the Detroit Lions respond St. Brown scores a 26-yard touchdown making the score 17-7
2: delayed handoff to St. Brown and he gets it and he breaks a tackle he's down to the 15 the 10 the 5 and he is in that is the yards after the catch we were talking about as St. Brown breaks two tackles near the line of
3: scrimmage and takes it in from 26 out and the Lions are on the board 17-6. I um, Ross St. Brown was really the only guy the Seahawks didn't have an answer for today. And he's in the backfield here. You saw him catching passes all over. He takes stuff the middle. Great spin move on Quandre Diggs and was able to get it in for six. I love me some versatile receivers, but the Seahawks would respond and
1: go on an 11-play, 69-yard drive capped off by this 13-yard touchdown from Russell to DK. Blitz is coming. The
2: throw up over the top. DK in the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks. The protection wasn't perfect. Blitz was coming, but Russ just backed up and laid a little teardrop over the top. And DK Metcalf was right there to catch it. A 13-yard touchdown reception, and it is great to see Metcalf back in the end zone again. And the Seahawks now lead 23-7.
3: Perfectly executed play here as DK goes down in motion. The Lions bring the all-out blitz, cover zero. D.K. gives a little shake to the safety, goes over top. Russ throws it off his back foot, able to lead him, and touchdown Seahawks. The Seahawks will get the ball and go 11 plays, 90
1: yards, capped off by this Tyler Lockett, one-yard touchdown, making the score 31-7. to Homer
2: stays in the game. It's a touch pass. It's to Lockett, and he's going to walk in untouched on the right side. Touchdown Seahawks! Tyler Lockett from a yard out. Maybe the easiest touchdown he'll ever score as just a little snap comes back to Russ. A touch pass to the wide receiver Tyler Lockett going from left to right. And he waltzes in, although I don't know that he
4: waltzes, but he <laughs> jogged in for six. And the Seahawks extend their lead to 30 to seven. This, too, was a great play design. Be wheezy. you you see Tyler Lockett showing his speed going around the corner right there for a Seahawks touchdown.
1: All right, to start the second half, the Hawks would take advantage of great position on a turnover two plays later. Russell finds who? Number 14, D.K. Metcalf for another touchdown, making the score 38-7. to A little throw over the top ball is caught in the end zone. Touchdown Seahawks. D.K. Metcalf over the
2: quarterback. The perfect throw by Russ. And D.K. now has his second score of the game, his 11th touchdown this season.
3: From 13 out, the Seahawks stretch their lead after the pick by Reed. Yeah, DK, one-on-one on the left side. It's what you want all day every day rust through it may dk make a play he did over the top of the lions cornerback for a touchdown
1: lions respond once again going a play, 73 yards and who else saint brown with a seven yard touchdown making the score 38
2: to 15. seattle has four down linemen linebacker spread across the goal line the throw to the goal line is a touchdown as Brooks could not get there in time. The one guy you wanted to cover was St. Brown, and he's the guy that makes the touchdown reception from seven yards out.
3: Lions just found a soft spot in the zone as Almond uh, St. Brown ran a little stick route, and uh, Boyles was able to find him for his touchdown.
1: They would go for two and get the two-point conversion. Then the Lions line up for an onside kick. They would get that and drive all the way down and pass it to who? Decker, the offensive lineman, for a six-yard touchdown, making the score 38 to 22.
2: Play fake. He's going to throw. Looks. Looks. Rolls. Throws inside. Touchdown. Six. See- From a yard out, and Metcalf now with his
1: third touchdown of the day. Metcalf just doing what he does, man. You get down in that red zone. You throw it up to DK. What'd you see, Turbo?
4: Man, I saw DK making a great play right there. 50-50 ball, man. That's that's making plays. That's what we need. All right, later on in the game,
1: Ugo Amadi will record his first career interception. Should have scored a touchdown, fumbles the ball, but it's all good. He gets the stat anyway.
2: Shotgun snap. Here comes the rush. Boyle gets it away, and it's intercepted, and this one is going to go. Ugo drops the ball, picks it up, drops it again, and it's knocked out of bounds by one of the Rams trying
4: to recover it. Hugo, how in the world you make a great interception and then you drop it on the way to the goal line. Ugo had that, oh, my God, I got the ball in my hands look on his face, man, when he picked that thing. Wanted to return it for six. Obviously lost the handle right there, man, but it's great to see a guy be able to make plays and get his first interception of his career.
1: Got his first interception. The Seahawks will get the ball and run seven plays. Could have added insult to injury, but they do the classy thing. They take a knee on the one or the two-yard line, and they wrap it up. 51-29. to The Hawks get it done at home, their third win here at Lumen this year. All right, when we return, we'll give you an opponent preview that's next in your home for the season. 17 ESPN Seattle and Cairo Radio 97.3 FM. Welcome back to Hawk Talk. We're gonna give our game MVPs. There are a few places you can go with this. I know where I'm gonna go. I will not step in unless I have to. I'm gonna leave this up to Brian
8: Walters.
3: Well, I'm and Turbo. <laughs> So go ahead, B. Who you got? I know who Turbo's going with already, and I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to go with the wideout. I'm going to go DK Metcalf. I mean, six catches, 63 yards, but the big number on the day is the three touchdowns. Did it in all three different ways, going up over the top of a guy, reading the defense, making a safety miss, and then finding the, the room in the back of the end zone. And uh, DK, just love to see it whenever he gets in the end zone. Turbo, who you got?
4: Are we allowed to say the whole line
3: No. Oh.
4: Well, I'm going with Rashad Penny then, man. 25 carries. 25. 170 yards. Almost seven, basically seven yards per carry. 6.8 to be exact. And two tutties, man. I mean, it's the ascent. You know, he's continuing to ascend each and every week. More carries, more yards, more overall production, man. Rashad Penny, unquestionably, today's MVP.
1: My high school coach used to say, you're playing mo better. And that is what Rashad Penny is doing. You say, DK, I understand where you're going there, but you crazy, B. It's got to be Rashad Penny, man. Cha-ching! We we don't expect 170 and two touchdowns from Penny. We can expect
3: two <laughs> or three tugs from DK. I, I let the running back take that one, though. I, I didn't <laughs> want to say the running back and leave Turbo hanging no, you over could, here. You could you could say both. See, we next can year, all agree.
1: Next year when you come back, you do this thing. Okay. We can all say the same guy. Oh, the only thing good. we
4: can't agree on is the score, the, the game prediction. Of the school. Yeah, we can because gotcha. we
1: don't know who's who's picking what because we write on piece real? of paper.
4: See,
3: now I know oh, what you're doing. It's Key Hawk.
1: It's Key Hawk. That's what say, it is. I'm about to say, you cheating over it's
3: there. I see <laughs> what you doing. <laughs> but I'm still sticking <laughs> with DK no matter <laughs> nah. what. Three touchdowns is more than two touchdowns. It's all about the points, right? It is. It is. Know, it is. You I know I feel what?
4: that. I got time to say something? Yeah, okay, go ahead, man. I was thinking about this, man. Where Ray at when you need him, man? Big Ray. <laughs> because we had an offensive lineman. I mean, this was Detroit. But. An offensive lineman scored another touchdown, another touchdown. It's been like seven or eight or maybe even nine offensive line touchdowns around the league this season, this season alone. I don't want to hear it anymore about the lineman not getting any credit and all this kind of stuff. (laughs) These guys are scoring touchdowns (laughs) right now. They're getting all the love right now, man. All hey, the attention. Whenever I, I – I swear I
1: heard 67 reporting eligible like 10 to 12 times. Yeah. I'm like, eventually they're going to throw it to one of these guys, man.
3: Oh, yeah. It's impressive when they make catches. They got their fingers all taped up and everything.
1: I don't know how they do that. And it, and it looks so awkward. Like, the way he Decker caught it was like a sideways, like, claw, gator chomp type catch. Man, have, but it don't matter. He we're going have catch. to
4: talk to Ray, man. he's offensive his linemans going, i Hollywood right now, man. Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, big Ray. You'll be back next week. You hear us, man. <laughs> we got to get your opinion on this. All right, when we return, we will look forward to next week. The Arizona Cardinals, that's next on your home for the Seahawks, 17 ESPN Seattle and Cowboy Radio 97.3 FM. Welcome back to Hawk Talk. We're about to put a bow on this thing. I'm Michael Bumpus with Robert Turbin and Brian Walters. The Arizona Cardinals, that's where the Hawks are going down, to AZ to the desert to face the Cardinals. They are 11-5 and, and just beat the Cowboys 25-22 to 22 on the road. These guys are good. On the road. They're good everywhere. They stumbled a bit, started the season hot, lost, I believe, two or three games in a row. Um, Kyler Murray struggled. Hopkins has been out, but they still have other weapons. We focus a lot on this offense, but this defense is no joke as well. This is a complete football team, especially when they're firing on all cylinders. When you look at this Arizona team, Turbo, what do you see? What are your concerns?
4: Yeah, they're very dynamic offensively. They have an identity, they know what they like to do. Uh, they've got playmakers at every position on offense. You're talking about Zach Hurts at the tight end position, even though DeAndre Hopkins is out. You still have Christian Kirk, A.J. Green at the wide receiver position, uh, running back man Chase Edmonds, who, man, he can score a touchdown on anywhere on the football field. I mean, he can break a big play. Uh, and so those are causes for concern, you know, for our team going in, in into this game in Arizona. And then, you know, you look on the defensive side, you know, uh, Simmons, uh, <clears throat> who's a young uh ascending player uh can do a multitude of things man he can put pressure on your quarterback uh he can guard and defend man to man and coverage and things like that making some plays and uh amongst other players obviously they don't have jj watt uh, but you got chandler jones coming around that edge man and uh he's been a sack leader uh a time or two throughout his career uh, in the nfl and so those are causes for concern uh for our football team and uh, we're definitely gonna have to put our hard hat on and uh, be executing on all cylinders uh, in order to find a way to win this football game.
3: What do you see, B? Well, like you said, they, they started off hot 7-0 in 4 and they their 4-5 and cents and had a three-game losing streak up until just beating Dallas. So it was a big win for them uh, today. They needed that uh, spe- to close out the season here um, against Seattle, uh, especially with Seattle coming off a, a game like today. But, um, I mean, Kyler Murray is what they're all about. Everything's based around him and uh, – if he brings it, it's gonna. he's tough to contain, and but it's all about, like you said, he has struggled, and, um, you know, we hope we get that part of Kyler Murray, but you never know. But Chase Edmonds also very dynamic, and he'll do it with his legs. Um, he'll catch it out of the backfield. He'll run it. He'll, he'll do everything. Very, very versatile for the running back, so it'll be a tough matchup.
1: On paper, the Cardinals have a top-10 offense and a top-10 defense, a well-rounded team, but the Hawks show today that they can put up points. Now, they did give up 29 points, but you can do that when you drop 51 on them. I asked – Brian what he thought this game was going to be earlier he says he thinks it's going to be a shootout if it's going to be a shootout you're going to need two or three touchdowns from DK you're going to need Rashad to go over 100 you're going to need Lockett to get involved and a couple turnovers on defense do you think this team can do that turbo
4: yeah absolutely and it's going to really uh you know it's going to come down to the front seven it's going to be all about the offensive line and you know we've talked about all of these things today with the Seahawks DK and Russell and Rashad Penny and the interceptions on defense and Man, you know everything, especially from the offensive side of the ball, started and finished with that offensive line. You want to talk about holes opening up on that first level for Rashad Penny to be able to have running lanes. Offensive line. You want to talk about play action pass and being able to have time in the pocket uh, to complete some of these passes. Offensive line. You're talking about dissecting some of the blitzes that Detroit, that the Detroit Lions dialed up in this football game, and be and still being able to protect your quarterback. Uh, uh, running backs in there stepping in protection, but again offensive line and so you know approaching this game against the Arizona Cardinals that's what it's going to be about it's going to be about protecting Russell but it's also going to be about creating those run lanes again for Rashad Penny to have success
1: Brian we saw Bobby Wagner go out Cody Barton stepped in if Bobby's not able to go are you confident that Cody can hold it down
3: yeah I think Cody really stepped into the role today and and that's saying so much not knowing that you're going to get all those reps that he had today so Having a week of preparation. Bobby, no matter if he's playing or not, will be in his ear, helping him out. I think he just builds on what he went off of today. And then you expect Jordan Brooks to step up as well. And so not worried about that hole at all. All right, Hawks going
1: to AZ for the season finale. But today's score is Seahawks 51, Lions 29. You've been listening to Hot Talk on 17 ESPN Seattle and Cairo, 97.3 FM. I'd like to thank the people who make our broadcast possible, on-site engineer Zach Davies, studio coordinators Matt Nelson and DJ Wilder. Executive producer of the Seahawks Radio Network is NASA Achobi. The Seahawks wrap up the regular season with a division battle against Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Pre-game coverage begins 10 a.m. on the Seahawks Radio Network. For Brian Walters, Robert Turbin, I'm Michael Bumpus. Seahawks win 51-29.